Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello. You're listening to the opening of the Todd Glass Show. Not a good idea to have the board around me when I'm making the opening. Um, hi. How are you? Give me 45 seconds to rip through some dates. I'll be at a club I've only heard great things about. April 25th through the 27th. Comedy on State Street in Madison, Wisconsin. Comedy on State Street. Then I'll be at the new Helium in Buffalo, the 2nd through the 4th of May. And then the last date in May is the Punchline in San Francisco, the week of the 15th. I'm not sure what their week is. I think it starts on Wednesday the 15th, and it ends on the 18th or the 19th, which would be Saturday or Sunday. So there you go. Three really good clubs. So... There you go. Okay, there's that. There's that. And um, it's a very silly show. But, but you know, this is a week where uh, you need silliness, right? Right. I am right. Chris, stop it. Seriously. He's not even here. Enjoy the show. I I might even say we might have sang even a little too much on this show. We got sing crazy. Sing crazy. But it's all good. It's all good. And here you go. Here you go. There you go. Look at you. That's the way I talk to Ursula. 
I always go, Ursula, did you part your hair in a... Did you part your hair in a different way? It looks very... Or I say, guess who called today? They called the prettiest dog in the world contest. You won. No, I'm not joking. She gets all excited. All right. Enjoy the show today, and I will see you next week on the Todd Glass Show. Katie, roll in that little sound that you roll in right now. And I hope you feel better. Now entering Nerdist.com. If that just abruptly stops, give me some sort of notice. Well, maybe he should put those headphones on and listen. Well, no, I mean, you'll be able to see if it turns off or time stops. We're running. This is something we've never done before. What? We're running this ship with no, like, usually Eric goes over to the wheel. Eric's not here. And, Eric, we want you to know that we miss you already. Wherever yes, you are. Desperately. And Daniel Kino is in Beijing. What? And he said he got an allergic reaction, and his face swelled up to two times its normal size. Why? I said, welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> my face. Uh, what did you say, Tom? Wait, why? What's he doing in Beijing? He's doing shows. Wow. Yeah, he's doing shows. To, to who? In English, to uh, Chinese people or Americans? A uh, little Eng- bit of everything. He said the local comedians are great, and he said that really? they are they like are fun to talk to. And, wow, and I can't wait to hear his stories mm-hmm. if there was censorship or he felt a sense of yeah. freedom or if his Russian background influenced anything. Wow. Shh. No one knows about that. <gasps> oh, Edit that out. Yeeks of doodles. <laughs> So. That would that would be funny if like all the audiences he'd been performing for have been giving him great reactions and little does he know they don't speak, they don't speak any yeah. English and they're just like going along with it. Right? <laughs> They've been instructed. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We are maybe we should do the thank yous in the cold open. Sure. Then we start the show, right? It's a good idea. So here we have with us today, we have Tom, it's just it's the smallest family, but with uh, Keaton, who's been here before, and Barry, who I know who used to work at Ecomic Branding originally. And he did all the bottle discipline videos that uh, are online on YouTube. That's how I – well, that's the first creative thing I did with Barry. Wow, and, that was um, Barry? Keaton I met because a friend of mine <clears throat> was uh, trying to flush out an idea for a show, which I thought was really interesting. Anyway, there's the backstory. Maybe we'll talk about the show later after we, we take a break. So Barry's here. Tom's here. Chris is here. I'm here. But there's no Katie. There's no one behind, no Eric, no Katie. She no just, one who really understands the buttons. Well, usually it, all the work well, except that we... Except Chris. All, well, no. usually all the work we need Katie for is in the beginning. Like, oh, the headphones aren't working. Once she gets it going, it's usually smooth sailing. Oh, so my it's, God, Todd, my headphones stopped working. You swear to God? No. <laughs> Chris? He's going to lose his mind. He doesn't know what you don't know when to stop. All right. Listen. Oh, my God. I guess we all, you all heard about Rachel and Jeff, right? The way they met. Oh, it's unbelievable, oh, isn't it? Rachel oh, Rachel and Jeff. Jeff. Oh, yeah. it's such Great a beautiful story. story. Beautiful couple. Oh, they meet. They, this person, we think we'll meet anybody, yeah. and then they meet yeah. that person, and then in a weird situation. Soulmates. Uh, soulmates. I didn't know Jeff could be a girl's name. <laughs> it didn't make any sense, but I liked it. Anyway, so then uh, uh, the show we shot, we're doing a version of it. It's going to be – we learned a lot by shooting that show for, uh, for, for the live Pepitone stream. Show? Yeah, Eddie Pepitone show. We, we absolutely will have a highlight reel from that. 
But we're not doing the whole show because we learned a lot. It was the first time we did it. This is a little boring, so I want to get through it quick. But um, hi, everybody. I'm Todd Glass. You know, for years. Okay. So um, we, we learned a lot about uh, how to shoot it and uh, some of the, you know, the backdrop over there. So we learned a lot of stuff and how to get the crowd shots in because when there's an audience here, it's fun to get them in on it. But we learned a lot, so we're going to make it short, and then if we do it I, – I, I'm dying to do a cartoon. I would love to just do a cartoon, like a 25-minute cartoon. Every, animating what went on. Four or five bits from the show. Yeah. And then they, it goes to black after every bit, and then it goes an angry guy at the supermarket. Because they take our bits that – I thought they did a great job of taking – you know when you're a comedian, you can talk a bit? Uh-huh. Sometimes we'll get into the bit and actually do it, but a lot of times we talk it. You know, you're like, "What if this happened?" And then the grocery guy, and you, uh-huh. it's a lot uh-huh. of direction, and then you do short little. They right. take that and they make it into awesome. I wonder cartoons. if they would animate the digressions too, where you. I wish they would. That would be hilarious. Yeah, it just goes back to me, or it just goes back to me in the studio doing it, and right. then we always go back to the cartoons, <laughs> which would be funky to see it actually coming. All every bit derives from us sitting in the circle. You know, yeah, which I, I sort of. I know that's sort of half of what you're saying, but... No, but you could peel away the animation that's going on and then yeah. have an animated Todd Glass yeah. rearranging oh, the bit uh, and fold back the animation, oh, so it. now it's a new set. Animated Todd Glass, even better. Yeah. Look at me. Who wouldn't like an animated Todd Glass? All right, so listen. So there's that. Um, I said hi to Daniel and Eric. Jimmy Pardo's got a great show this week. Uh, we don't want to tell you who it is, but always on the Never Not Funny, Jimmy Pardo sits down. Look, Jimmy Party could... Jimmy Party. And that's his new name, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Party. Party. Yeah, he's uh, it, 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 it's Jimmy Party. He, hey, he legally changed it. Jimmy Pardo. <laughs> uh, Jimmy advertises on the show. You know, it's the only advert. It's one of the advertisements that I don't mind because I love that show. Never not funny. You'd think everybody would have heard it. You know, you always think everybody knows Never Not Funny. If you if you know anything about comedy, there's always some new people that haven't, right. haven't he heard He was like it. the first podcast. He was. That's the way I look at it. You know, there's always somebody, that's not true. I get it. The first one that we were aware right. of in the in comedic community. I know who did it before him. Me. That's the truth. I had a podcast, and Jimmy Pardo gave me $20 to not do it. <laughs> he said, I have something I'm working on. Um, oh, you know what? Fred uh, Stoller. Oh, yeah. He's got that book out. Yeah, it's called uh, Book Signing. Maybe We'll Have You Back. You know what? Go buy it. I, the, I don't read ti- books. It's, the title is Maybe We'll Have You Back? Maybe We'll Have You Back. What's it about? It's Fred about, Stoller is always funny. Chris Rock. It's about the life of a perennial TV guest star. Favorite. Uh, and the forward is by Ray Romano. So. Yeah. Fred's, by the way, I'm not going to lie and say I read the book. Because guess what? I didn't read one stinking page of it. But I love Fred. And... I bet it's a great read. Can I yeah. borrow it? Is that is, that's an honest uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure review. I know they wouldn't use that on television. Chris Rock says Fred Stoller's never not funny. Never not funny? <laughs> oh, he's always funny. I'm thinking of Jimmy Pardo's show. Oh. <laughs> what is that show? <laughs> what if I was getting paid? Chris, remember what I said. Don't trust your instincts. <laughs> right from so my instincts are telling me not to talk anymore so i'm just going to keep talking yeah, trust your instincts all right let me just trying to rip through some stuff now here's one more thing i want to get through and then we're going to we're going to play that theme and it's going to be a show of all let me tell you something folks if this is the cold opening what type of show do you think we're going to have it's today? already been such a great cold opening Thank they've you. already got their money's worth <laughs> i love tom Martin, that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So, I I want to do this in the cold opening. What? 
at London. We talked about this off the air. And I'm to George Carr, and I thought about it all day. Uh-huh. I would have only done this if you, because you feel the way I do. You don't want to attack this person. I have no desire to, you know, uh, say mean-spirited things or, you know, sometimes what, what happens when somebody does something you don't like or you, you, listen closely or offends someone that you love. And you think, oh, shut the fuck up, Todd. What do you care? Look what you do in your show. You don't make fun of people. You don't – well, I think I do have some – I don't think I do. If I, if I do, I would think about it. Mm-hmm. Like that thing where we use the girl talking about I'll have this and I want that. And right, like, right. We took I, – I love that she was – Liked it because she must have got that. It had nothing to do with making fun of her. It had the making fun of putting her in a fake situation, and you get mad at this fake person you made because she's not at a restaurant ordering food that isn't there. She's listing foods in a funny manner. Uh, she's just listing food she would want. If you take that person and you put them in a restaurant, then it's a fucking psychopath. So she wasn't. <laughs> so I wasn't making fun of her. The girl that can't hit the note. I know. That's what about the girl that couldn't hit the note? You know the truth is. I thought about that, and I thought, well, I guess I did it because I thought it might, there's no way she'll see it. Right. You right. know, she's a little girl. She's frustrated. She can't sing. But what I wouldn't do as I get into my Judge Judy <clears throat> mood, go to her webpage and write a vicious comment. <laughs> if you don't see Why? the difference. Why would somebody do that? Do you know well, not vicious, but, but I'm gonna, here we go. So this person felt the need to... And by the way, remember what I said? I'm not going to yell. I guess I just sort of did. But doesn't mean I can't catch myself. I, to George Carlin, really don't want it to be. It's just I love dissecting a person. The segment should be called, Who is this? Does, does this affect their life? Uh, would you meet them? And I bet the answer is yes and go, they're a nice person sometimes. If all you learn out of this is start understanding. And by the way, what I'm about to say, a lot of our listening audience is going to go, thank you. What's lost in translation of texting and emailing, right? They have a, 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 a sarcasm uh, when, when, you know, or you don't You're know. getting ahead of the email. Tom? Let's read it. I can't do it to you, but we'll take a break. No. <laughs> this is all in the cold opening, Tom. This is somebody, somebody who, wrote, who was not pleased with my, um, yeah, they weren't my pl- guest host. They weren't pleased with your guest hosting. <laughs> it was a tweet from at London underscore calling underscore. Yeah, and I don't have to read. There was he wrote four, four. Yeah, and I just thought when he just read, read it, the three meanest, <laughs> <laughs> the one was like he could feel. By the way, he you. Some people might say, Todd, why are you doing this to Tom? Because I love you. Yeah, and I want to. Inf- you're going to listen to the show, so what am I going to do? And I, this person didn't give constructive criticism, and again, again, no desire. Well, but I catch myself because they're my instincts. But I really want to know who is this person. They wrote something like they could feel um, – I'm going to say one more thing before I say it, and I'm oversetting it up. Okay. Um, why read the negative ones? Why? You know how many people wrote kind things and they're part of what yeah, – you know what? I'm three. Fucking I saw say three. It. No, a lot more to me. <laughs> That were like it was fun. It was fun to hear you be when you uh, if you were uncomfortable to talk about that and see what it's like to sit in this. Hey, I know it's not David Letterman, but it's still fun to sit in a chair oh that somebody God. else sits in every week. Oh, I me, was asked. I was so much easier to not yeah. host it and just sit on the side yeah. and chime in. Uh, I have new respect for uh, 
people who do what you do, Todd, because you have to pay attention the whole time, whereas your instincts are to roll in and out of attention and, you know, be like a daydream and then come in again. But when you're in the driver's seat, you have to do everything, and and, and there's no planning for it for the first time. I did it once on a radio show in Philadelphia a long time ago, on a really small radio show, probably less listeners than this. But I was like, and it was fun, and I remember there were people, I loved it, like my family didn't think it was the need to, if they complimented me, act like I wasn't nervous. No, it, well, they go, you know what? You were, and you could oh tell. And it I was, was so fun nervous. to hear that. You know? So that's what I mean. What's this person think? I was exhausted afterwards. The, the, I mean, I, I was right. just so tired. So the person that writes this uh, you know, doesn't represent the masses at all. But I still think it's worth dissecting because it's like, who is this? What do they think? Uh, I can't call them on the phone and get to the bottom of it in a minute and have them go, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I didn't. Hey, well, you said you it, didn't want to be it, rude. Even though I haven't seen it yet, I can promise that can at you? London Calling or whoever it is, underscore London Calling, that I was way harder on myself than this person is going to be. Right. Well, he said he, he, it, it made him cringe. <laughs> Me too. When, when, uh, when with they sh- I shouldn't put someone of the caliber of of um, of me? No, uh, Henry Phillips with somebody, oh. and then you know again. But Todd, ninety-eight percent of the people, you know, they love that they love the journey. Probably more. Why? Why? Even as I'm saying this again, I go, Todd, why? Because it's just who is this? It would be like if I had a son. And by the way, to George Carlin, this is not a way to say. You did a bad job because I will say this. I listened to the show and I fucking loved it. Well, to George it? Carlin, when you were nervous, I could tell, and I and I hoped for you, and I was like, hoping you. Oh, and then I go, he's getting comfortable. Oh, and then you, then it made me cry. Then it made me just burst out laughing. But when you were uncomfortable, I was like, oh no no no, I didn't want you to be uncomfortable, and I get it. You know, again, I know it's not the Jimmy Kimmel show, but you still do a show when you go up on stage and you do stand up in the beginning in front of ten people. You're nervous. So when I do this, sometimes you know there's in the beginning and you get comfortable. So when you got uncomfortable, I wanted you to be comfortable. Almost like someone watching an open mic night and there's a guy that's real funny, but then he hits like a period. You're like, oh, no, no, it's okay. We love you. We love you. And that's the majority of our audience. And that's the good part. Yeah. That's the overwhelmingly the majority of our audience. But I'd say 99.9. So really, you're going to reference 1%? Yes. Yeah. Because I want them to think now and go, why did I do that? To help you in your own life. Some people might say, really? Could you be that so unso selfish? Todd, it has nothing to do with wanting to unleash on him. I swear to you, I would fucking love if this person wrote me an email and went, you know, you're right. I First, I wanted to go, look what he does. He does this. He does that. And I regret some things sometimes I've done on a podcast. Not the end of the world. Not th- something doesn't have to be the end of the world to regret doing it. Don't have that attitude. Thank fucking God. Something I can just think of a bit. Ah, I'm better than that bit. Wasn't the worst bit in the world, but I don't want to just shed the worst bits in the world out of my act. That's not my goal or the podcast. Take whatever's disgusting and violent or completely wrong. Shed that. No, I want to shed things that go, I could have done better than that. So most of our audience was listening with the same love. This person, (laughs) who are you? What do you do to the people around you every day? Well, can I also say another thing in, in my defense is that in order to do something good, you have to do it poorly a couple of times or maybe a lot of times, whether it's stand-up or writing or hosting for somebody. Mm-hmm. What are the chances that I would have been awesome at it right from the get-go? But yeah. zero. But, uh, <laughs> but it happened. Well, thank you. Well, Tom, I do have to dock your pay. Oh. <laughs> well... In that case, I thought I did a great job. Be honest with me, and, and, and I know well, that's a weird expression. 
genuinely, do you think that this was – do you understand why I wanted to talk about this? Yes. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, but I also think that I was in a different position than Henry, too. I'm not saying I'm nearly as funny as Henry. I don't think I am. Henry's great, and he's at the top of his game. And I've been in a, in a room for the last 16 years in my head writing and hardly talking at all. Uh, although I have a stand-up background. But the other thing is, my job was to kind of interview and set up Henry. And if Henry were hosting and he was going to try and it's set Henry's me up. Henry's fault is what you're saying. Yes, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> oh, thank God. Tom Martin's the guest host. Yeah, I love it. That's my favorite part of the show. This is the cold opening. Are you shitting me? <laughs> this is like this is like f- cheaper than free. I, here's, I, the, here's the thing that, that I think just happened, though, and I get it because it's a slippery slope. The purpose of this wasn't for you at all to have to defend anything you did, although I, I know it's always mine, sinks, and yours. It was nothing about that because everything was great. You were always where you were at. Nothing can go wrong when you admit where you're at can only go wrong if you try to make pretend you're not scared or lost or even scattered for a second. If you admit that, then nothing can go wrong as long as you're, you know, like I say, I can't be scattered 99% of the show. But when you get lost, you're lost. This was all about forget about any of the specific dialogue of what he said. Why he you're defending it like I'm bringing it up to, you know what I mean? Tom, answer for some of these things that he's accused (laughs) you of when that's not what it's about. It's all about why did he feel the need whether right or whether wrong, to let me know that. I think I have a theory on that. Go ahead. And, 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 I, go ahead. I think that sometimes you just don't like people for reasons that you can't put your finger on. And maybe I was that person to him. He just doesn't like me. And that's – I don't know if he can do much about that. <laughs> you know, he, well, do you know if what, I was really good. He, do you know when in, that – In practice, he probably wouldn't have liked me either. That's a really good um, – Point because you're right. There's two reasons. Now someone go, come on, what? And also, you can legitimately not like somebody sometimes. Sure. I found where I've prejudged someone and I didn't like them, but then I see them on an interview and I see another side of them and I go, oh my god, I just didn't like them for no reason. I had a perception. Other times you see someone in an interview and then you go, oh, that's why I don't fucking like them. Right. But sometimes you're right. You you give someone a fair. In the business, you know, an entertainer, you give them an unfair rap for no reasons. Not everybody. Some people I go, oh, I know why I fucking have a disdain for that person. Somebody else, I go, I don't know why. Am I jealous? Am I? Not that this person is. That's not my point, sir. Just there's definitely a reason. And by the way, if your reason is because I wanted to let him know. Well, then that's the reason. What was that reason? I wanted to let him know. (laughs) That's my tweet. What, I can't say anything? (laughs) Sir, we're just discussing what you're saying. If you think we're saying you shouldn't have said it, then you're going to have the fake argument like the people do with the word. That's a fake argument. You should say whatever you want. I do not think you shouldn't have tweeted that. I just love to discuss why you wanted to. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show, ladies and gentlemen. That is what we do. Oh, no, no. What if it was just two hours of you finding people who just had terrible things to say about me? <laughs> it was like one after the next. Funny guy, like, how long glass. before I walk out? It's like an hour and a half. Wait, there's another? Todd, I thought you said it was just one. Call me ever again, because we're done. The Todd Glass Show launches August 12th. Todd. Hey, it's Zach. Zach. Hello. Hello. I've got stuff to promote. Comedy Central presents... Todd Glass. Yeah. Glass. Ryan Lee. Oh. Oh. Again. Um, Hello. If you don't want me to do the podcast, Hello. just... Hello. 
They can sing enough to make it, you know what I mean? Sing, they do some good harmony. I want this. What's his name again? Michael Gardner. I like the kissing noises. Michael Gardner. All righty. Play Tom's like song making again. Making noises like they're kissing your ass in the back. Oh, is that what they were? Well, like that, that I didn't care for. <laughs> Play Tom's again. Okay. I know it's nice to hear them. Tom Martin's the guest host. Su- surprise that listener that sent the angry tweet. Tom's hosting again. Today. Ah! Todd's the guest. Todd's a hologram. Todd, so it's great to have you here today. And have oh, I voices. thought you were going to do like I'm not even here at all. Like just, how, we, we could have family guy the fuck out of it. Tom like, does a 15-minute opening. Do like three minutes even. The audience would go, wait a second. <laughs> um, I, uh, when you called the girl with the um, – uh, it proves I did listen to it. When you called the girl that she just answers the phone trying to hit the note still – Oh my god, that was so funny! And then the cake song. I think. Oh, did you send that to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I loved it. it. Hey, Todd. The one thing that I did learn uh, excruciatingly and cringeworthy, listening to myself, is that I know why DJs talk a little slower now and have a deep voice because it allows you to fill more time and also think of the next thing you're going to st- going to well, say. Did you ever hear my? We, we used to do a bit on the show. We might not have done it since you were gone for a while. Where it's that late night guy that goes, and I, I, this is a hundred percent. This isn't even an exaggeration. It's this guy, late night radio guy. I'll do a little bit of it. I live in the Marina del Rey, in a planned community. And a week ago, a knock on my door. <laughs> I answer the door all the time. I have to go out, open up front gate, and after the gate is the door that leads into the courtyard in the front of my house, and I've gone out there a million times. <laughs> Usually when I leave them. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be that on a late-night talk Maybe show. he has a good producer that Maybe, plays music. He does. Oh. He has a, I like how Chris makes it work. Maybe he has a producer <laughs> that plays the wrong music for him. You're right. That would be Hey, I need to do a bit where I'm a guy. 
<laughs> and I'm uh, a late night guy and I talk real slow. But in the bit, I have a bad producer and plays music in the background. Chris, can you help me out with that? I, <laughs> I don't know. That seems kind of difficult, but I think I can. Well, just it. give it a shot. When okay. I come in, do something, please. Okay. Please. Yes. So in the middle of the night, I walked out. So thank you very much. That's exactly what I was going for. Great. And a lady walked up to me. And I thought nothing of it. <laughs> when you hear what came out of her mouth, you're not going to believe the police did nothing about it. We'll be back. <laughs> you're listening to the Todd Glass Show, America. All right, so there's that. Um, you sound a little like Paul Harvey. Yeah, a little. It is a little. <clears throat> it is a little Paul Harvey-ish. You know? What is this? Pause it for a second. Now, uh, we're going to decide uh, whether we think Lynn did his best work. Okay. Lynn Shore? Yes, Lynn Shore. <laughs> I think he's drunk. Well, he didn't even write this part. Hey, Chris... Burden. Pause it for one yes. more second. Oh, it he's, sounded he's, almost like he said, hate Chris Burden. No, no, he says, hate Chris Burden. But he, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to say it on the air. Uh, it's Lynn drinks. Uh-huh. And he hasn't drank in five years. He's been drinking a bottle of bourbon a day. He doesn't even play the song. He, you know what? He does love you, and I don't think he was trying to be disrespectful. We can almost laugh at it. It doesn't have to be tense. It's almost hysterical. You know when your uncle falls and the Christmas tree falls on him? It's funny because he doesn't drink every year well, like that, but... With yeah. bourbon sometimes comes love. I don't know if it's real or not. I think it is. Okay. I think he. I think he. He has an affection for everybody on this show. I think it's just funnier. If it makes you feel any better, he is in rehab. Oh, so far I the changed song, the bit. The then why was I so, great? Why was it? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what, what you criticize. What if the whole song's great? I'm just my expectations are so high. <laughs> you go. It's like cool. well, you listen. Burden. Finally, we do a song for Chris Burden. Beat. Because we all love him And Todd Glass thinks he's really Ah, Chris Burden wow, Couldn't even just say something Burden. simple, like great? Thank you All oh, the booze of his Burden <laughs> That's not even singing Burden So I will talk about some Burden <laughs> <That doesn't... laughs> My name does rhyme with my name <laughs> hey, Chris Burden. Hey, now he's like mocking him. Hey, Chris Burden. Hey, Chris Burden. This song could have been written yes, by a word Chris generator, Burden. and it would have been you better. You know what? You deserve better than you that. Know, at least he is sober enough to remember that it took him up till now to write me a song. Because <laughs> it said, like, finally wrote well, you a song. He's been writing that. He's been writing that since uh, four months ago. Well, thanks, Len. I, I, I think I really appreciate it. Well, let me tell you something, folks. This is the first time during the show I'm going to stop. Bring something gentle in, if you don't mind. Welcome, everybody. That's right. Say hi to people. I thought you were going to tell us what happened when the cops came, when we came back. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're like you the, promised. the fact that you keep track. But I thought and we you listened to all these us. commercials, and now you haven't told us. <laughs> we, I, I wish I could make something up because you're right. You did. It did. You really go. What the fuck did but this you know, girl say? Really, they won't necessarily tell you what no. happened. They'll go on another story. They have no no problem oversetting something up. You know what I mean? They don't have any problem at all oversetting, and then you come back. She told me to move my trash cans. Hey, you ever have a neighbor do that in your yard? What do you get? Give us a call, 365-4100. Has anyone in your neighbor doing anything you can't? You know, it's always like, really? Maybe they, the, the goal was to get you to come back from a commercial. That's all they were really doing. You know, it's like, what the hell's this? This is welcome to the show, everybody. I'm kidding around. Here's the real. Todd Glass, let's listen to Todd Glass. I think he'll make the people laugh and have themselves a blast. Todd Glass, that's what you'll hear, Todd Glass. Sometimes I feel when I'm down low that I may never hear the show. So I pretend that it's Friday. Time for my favorite show. I'm not quite sure if others hear oh. the sounds of Todd Glass in my ears. Oh, my ears. God, that's so nice. Todd Glass, Todd Glass, let's listen to Todd Glass. I think oh. he'll make the people laugh and oh. have You know, I'm kidding, Todd Barry, don't you? <laughs> Barry looks like I'm really taking it in and I'm that enamored. He actually had looked a little bit concerned you know, for you. So dandy. What? Dandy? Todd's high candy. Oh, my cat candy's From dandy. Says it's the best. The they think it's better than the rest. Podcasters Association says we're the best. You'll see why the reviewers call. Oh. Well, could, could you come back with the chorus again, or is that asking too much? Todd Glass. Oh, thank Todd you. Glass. Let's listen to Todd Glass. I think he'll make the people laugh and have themselves a blast. Todd Glass, that's what you'll hear, Todd Glass. Oh. It's only when Mark Barron's done <laughs> that I can truly have my fun. But there's nothing to fear when I can. Todd Glass, Todd Glass, let's listen to Todd Glass. He writes all his songs in an ice cream truck. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Who, who did that song? Jingle Joe. That's Jingle Joe? I love that. He's great. The bad guy from the Air Bud movie that had the ice cream truck. That's the, guy that wrote that song. <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> I, I like it when you show your age, Chris. <laughs> I was Tom talking about to... Martin's the guest host. Tom Martin's in charge. Todd put him It was really funny when you play this, when I was like searching my brain for what to do next. It was always a relief. Oh, like, it gives oh. you a second. What do you think I do the jingles for? <laughs> You're like, you, no one can be lost that much. <laughs> that means he's lost 98% of the show. Todd, have you found it gets easier to host? Because I imagine that it would... Like after one or two or three or four or 80, it, does it gets help. a little easier. Well, it's, I'll tell you when it's easier. The more like I knew everybody here. Right. You know, right and then right. You, have, you know what you have to throw to. And um, that's why Chris is here because when he was there and I would realize if you looked up for one second to give him a cue, you lose somebody. 
Right. And it's annoying. Like, you ever go and do radio and the person's not listening to you? Yes. So it is hard. In the beginning, I swear, people, God bless them, would sit and talk to me for 30 seconds while I was arguing with Chris about what music to find. Or not arguing, but like, no, the one with the thing. No, not the music with the clown. No, the other music with the thing. And then, and then they would just keep talking because they sort of knew, like, and then that's Todd, do you better. ever get this after Does that make sense show? what I just said? Yes. But after podcast th- hangover? Yes. Not yes. Where, yes. where you're tired but you can't sleep? Is that podcast hangover? Because that's where I was. I was exhausted from just the mental energy of trying to concentrate <laughs> on everything. But I couldn't sleep because I was all amped up. Well, you know, when Daniel did it, he didn't give a shit. And I think that was on his side. Uh-huh. I think you can't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it might be. No, no, no. He cared. He did. He did. He... But there's an amount that you should give to it. You know. Yeah, but well, but my point was just being silly. But as far as you're going, yes, exactly what you just said. You go home and you start th- just. But it's you know what? When I start thinking like, really, what? What's the big? Why that much? You lay awake and you're thinking. Yeah, just like stand up. Then it makes sense. You're like when you start when you start doing stand up. Same thing happens. For some reason, that makes brings more clarity to it for me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, it's the same thing. So anyway, what are you going to do, right? Hey, I was on a plane. I don't want to brag. An aeroplane? An aerial? You all know one of man. We all know no man. Flying plane? What? You ever see someone go out of their way to have bad diction? I never understood that. Looks like, come on, you got to be trying. I'm talking about like on the news, somebody in the back hills. Like, there's no way you can get it that wrong. It's like, well, it's like, they, they, they might. You're right. Yeah, you travel more. Hey, I don't want to pick on anybody. <laughs> yeah, why are you so mean, Todd Glass? I'm not. Why are you picking on diction people? You're right. I was on the airplane, and I've never had this happen, and, the, and it's carpeted. I do not want to be cocky and wrong or mean and wrong. It's not a good combination. So I thought I fucking didn't say anything because, oh, let me tell you what happened. I had my plane. I was on the bulkhead, and I had my feet on the wall in front of you. It's carpeted. Right. It's carpeted, like right. the floor. By the way, you might go, really? What about if it wasn't carpeted? Because they're not all carpeted. Sometimes there's like an equivalent to plain wallpaper on it. Yeah, you're right. I put my feet on it anyway, but it was carpeted. I've never had a flight attendant ask me not to. Uh-huh. Because to me, it's like you're sitting up there, and it's like, it's where else? Sometimes you don't know where to, you know. It's the only way you can stretch your feet out, because a lot of times. So she goes, uh, could you, uh, she said, honey. In all fairness, I thought she was trying to be somewhat nice. Because mm-hmm. the guy next to me goes, honey, that was a little insulting. Mm-hmm. I go, I think she was actually trying to, I think. She was, honey, uh, could you please take your feet off the furniture? Off the furniture? And not I, the movable wall. Well, I didn't want to be the... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the worst part of it is that she said furniture, definitely. Right. Yeah. I keep picturing it was the woman who had the window seat and you wouldn't let her in. Oh, no. <laughs> she, oh, so... <laughs> like, can so you... I pretend that it's Friday. Time for my favorite show to... I, I, here, like, what if I was that stupid? She goes, she goes, could you take your feet off? Meanwhile, she's like, and then I go, no, I won't. I'm allowed. She goes, I just want to get over to my seat. Oh, I'm sorry. You're like, crawl under. Well, well, that's what happened next month. Because let's say that happened and that was the flight attendant. Next month, I'm so on alert. I go, you know what? If that ever happened again, I'm going to let loose. I'm going to let loose. I'll tell you that right now, Tom. I really will. If I, and then two months later, a month later, I'm on a plane. A woman, not a flight attendant. I'm, I thought she was a flight attendant. She comes down. She goes, excuse me, could you just move your feet? And she maybe says so I can get in there, but I don't hear it. I go, no. No, I won't move my feet. I'm a paying customer. And let me tell you something. I'm not one of these guys on the plane that treats you with disrespect. But you know you're going to stick up your ass. And I'll tell you how you know, because I'm a reasonably smart person. And if I was told more times than once in 30 years of flying to take my feet off of that, I would educate myself to think that that's not the norm. But the fact 
fact is, not one time has anyone ever told me to take my feet off of there. Now, either I've had a lot of employees that don't give a shit about the plane, and you're the first person that cares about the plane, or most flight attendants get it. Like, that's a weird place to sit. You put your feet up. It's carpeted most of the time for a reason. You got a stick up your ass to walk down. You want me to fucking take my feet off of there? No, I'm not fucking taking my feet off of there. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to fucking relax. And if you think TSA is going to yank me off the plane, you got another thing coming, you pile of shit. Sir, I just wanted to get over to my seat. That's, that's all. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. How you doing? Are you first time flying? <laughs> I try to, you, you want the sports section? Yeah, I try to like go back to be. Hey, first time, first time on a plane. But, but those nervous questions. Time. Oh, that was a good bit. That was good. That could be picture that a cartoon. There we go. The hey. flight attendant. Maybe we should give some a voiceover afterwards. Excuse me, sir, but uh, would you mind taking your feet off of the furniture, please? So I want to give them choices when they're going back in there. They can go back and put this and then play this, too. So people think, oh, some of those voices Todd Reed did afterwards, and then they layered them in. Let me try it another way. Excuse me, sir, but if you don't mind, could you take your feet off of the furniture? Do you get it? That's going to be the flight attendant within the bit we just did. Uh-huh. Do you follow me at all? Yeah, yeah, I do. But I'm wondering if it's going to be flight attendant, which was the first version, or if it's going to be somebody who is trying to get to their seat. That, I have to do that voice, too, in case it wasn't good in the one we just did. I'm going to do a version of that, too. Uh-huh. They could. Okay, so here we go. I'll be her. Well, we'll have, probably have a woman do that. In post, they might change a little bit, but I'll try to do but it. But this is animated, too, as we peel away from yes. okay. the bit into the um, bit. Excuse me, could I, please, could you take your feet off the furniture? Get it like they didn't hear that part. Uh-huh. She, well, what happened was she, she sneezed. She goes, excuse me, could I just... Oh, she has laryngitis. <laughs> she goes, and, and, she, and in the cartoon, I want you to make her like, she's obviously cold. She has napkins all over her mouth. And then she goes over. This is, this is what leads to the confusion. Because she goes... Excuse me. Take your feet off of the furniture so I can get it. Uh-huh. That's her character. <laughs> then I turn. They use what I did before, and I go no. But that's already done. That but, was perfect. But maybe to make it less sympathetic, what if it was Jerry Seinfeld who wanted to get into the seat, and then you know maybe then people would would feel more justified. Uh, you would seem more justified in your anger. Excuse me, but do you mind taking your feet off of the furniture so I can go sit down over there, please? <laughs> that could be a good way to do it, too. Uh-huh. It could make her really mean. The meaner you make her, the more you don't feel bad for me going off the second time, maybe. If she's mean up front, you understand where his hostility comes from. Yeah. Excuse me, but I'm a flight attendant and I know what I'm fucking doing. Get your dumb feet off of the furniture, you with your big fat fucking head. Well, you know what would help, too, if you'd got a backstory where you see her 
like giving people warm towels and peanuts in first class, braiding Why? someone's hair. Oh, she's so nice in first class. And then she crosses that one bulkhead <laughs> thing, and she's the biggest bitch in the world. All of a sudden, she's yelling. And then she steps back just for a second, and then she's like soothing a crying baby, maybe nursing her. Nursing. And, and then back to you, it's nursing like. Nursing the baby while she pours coffee for people. Yeah, and then, and then she crosses that invisible line into coach, yeah. and then she's She's holding four you. babies. Each baby has one breast. See, the, we're doing a cartoon now. We're, let's create some fun. Wait, what are we holding hold back on. on? Hold on. She's holding four babies, and each baby is on one breast. Each How many two babies share a breast. She has oh. superfluous nipples going all the way yeah, down. Yeah, she had other nipples installed. Right. Matter of fact, they do a close-up. You can laugh. Or oh, flight attendant nipples. <laughs> oh. I know what that is. Yeah, right. so, so then she's carrying the babies through first class. Two babies. Each, they share one breast. And then the minute, here she comes, she walks right over. Boom. Right. She tells another customer, excuse me. Like you, why, why, why'd, you, why'd you put your call button? I, what if the flight attendants are so mad just because you pressed the call button? They insinuate you did it by accident. Excuse me, sir, but you pressed your call button by accident. We ain't getting shit for you. See, now we've made you your reaction more justifiable. So now the audience is with you right. and they go off on her. I did but, a good job going off, don't I you think? Know. That's going to be great when we animate it. That's a bit right there. That's what we do. Get your feet off the furniture. That's what we say, you know? Todd, do you get to the airport two hours early now, or do you, as if you let it slip to like an hour? Because now no. after this uh, nope. Boston thing, I'm going to the airport tomorrow. I'm thinking i got to get two hours again because there's probably going to be like... Can you not mention that anymore? I don't want people to try to have enjoy a show. Every... Todd Glass, Todd Glass, <laughs> let's listen to Todd uh, I do go to the airport ridiculously early because I find it relaxing. And not, not my whole life, but in the last five years, I... I, the, the, what it, the serenity buys me to get there early. I get not everyone can do it all the time, and there's a difference. But, you know, I the serenity I can get from getting there early and getting a cup of coffee and going in the corner and just slow down a little is, is – I don't know. I do it about 90% of the time. 10% I – for whatever reason. Plus, you like to double back a couple times because you get in that uh, elite line because you travel a lot, and you like to whiz past people to uh, get your baggage in first, and then you'll, like, check in one bag at a time just so you can go, like, past the people in the regular Oh, (laughs) (laughs) just to show them. Right, just to use your gold card, elite. Excuse me, gold card. I always go right up to first class, walk in, you know, and I always show my ticket. 90% of the time, they don't say anything. Oh, last time I was coming home from North Carolina, the longest line of all was the elite uh, American Airlines group, the people that have that special card because they travel a lot, and the short line was the people who don't have a special person card. So it actually, they've classified so many of their customers into elite. That that's a longer line. Yes. And people wait in it. It's, right. still, it's still prestige. <laughs> right. That's Eddie Pepitone Look doing that. Look at the that carpeting. That's, here's Eddie Pepitone doing this. Uh, that, that big. It's still prestige, Margaret. <laughs> no, Margaret, we're not going in the smaller line because we have an image to keep up. And they don't have a nice... Red carpeting but, that's four feet by 12 feet. Shut up, Marge. I'm going to hype for once in my life. I want to have a little class. And I'm not going to wait in a shorter line that is not as prestigious as the line I'm waiting in that is seven times as long. Yes, look at that. Maybe there's 700 people in front of me. But I got class, baby. There's a cartoon right there. I can't fucking stop making great cartoons. And here's what they use during the interstitials. Play this. And it's shot. Still. A still. 
a still, a still, then to another cartoon. I'll give them little clips to play in between the bits. Now to the date. Now to the cows come home. We should do this. We should get some cheap animation software and make this happen. You know what I mean? Where, where's, uh, where's uh, um, James Todd Brown? You know? Picture this. We get a cartoon. It's hilarious. It's funny. It fades to black. Oh, Todd Glass Show. Todd Glass Show now. Todd Glass Show. What if Jingle Joe was Todd also Glass an animator and he made this happen oh. too? Like the next, next week he sends in an entire cartoon of... What we just talked about. I'm painting the show for the editor right now. I just send the show over. And if you don't buy this, I'm worrying about you. <laughs> Mr. Kellison. Come on. Let's make this fucking happen. <laughs> All right. Do you want to hear some of this? Uh, you know what I thought? What if you, Tom, we just took old, like we wanted to make her seem smarter than we were, so we played old, old clips of things like, like uh, oh, yeah, I said that years ago. Oh, I said that a long time ago. You know, or like quotes uh, of things. That yeah, we said whatever. You know, you're like... Uh, you know what I mean? You're like, uh, oh, that's okay. I know. Like this. The information superhighway is really going to take off by 1999. That kind of thing? Say, what, what, oh, play another clip from Tom a long time ago. He says he says all these brilliant things. And he, he okay, says, it's 1998. I'll tell you what. I got a good feeling about that information superhighway. Won't be long before we all have some kind of handheld information superhighway device. Mr. Mon, why are you so sure of this? Well, I just got a hunch. I love that 1998 to us was the 30s. (laughs) Well, in this bit. There's another bit. You know, that might have been a 10-second bit, but maybe it's interstitial. That wasn't a bit. Just so you don't lose me here. I get what's bits and what's not bits. Okay. Uh, What if I – I don't know. I just thought thought of this. Like, you want to go back in time to say, like, something, you know, that would make you so aware and such a forward thinker. What if mine is play mine? No, I know. The buffet closes at 3. See, I knew that. Uh, maybe there's nothing there. You don't ever have to fit. That was your That was your hunch? That was your sure thing? Yeah, just like a weird thing. You know, I don't know. Um, let's play this smart kid. And then um, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, I think. By the way, isn't this a good character? You love, Conf- you love Confucius, right? Confucius, the Chinese philosopher guy? Then you're going to love Confucius-ish. <laughs> Confused-ish? He, confused-ish. Like, it's confused. You're, I have to get a pr- good voiceover guy to say it. What you're trying to say is it's Confucius, but he's confused-ish. Uh-huh. So he says intelligent things, but he's a little confused. So they go awry. I can't even think of one right now, but I think it's worth us rehearsing. I think you should bring five to the table. Okay. Bring we could also take them from, by the way, m- yeah, take them from listeners. You know, confused-ish. If, and I'm going to say it right now. We're not. Uh, this sounds so cocky. We're not going to be able to use all. I always get nervous if I can't use every of something. Uh-huh. But I feel better if I say it because then the listeners are like, "Okay, we understand." So something that starts philosophical and then, and then just ends, derails. If some people just are. They're going to. They're going to figure it out because I don't even know. Someone's going to write them and they're going to define what they are. I'm going to get the good. You know, you get those and you're like, "This, this is it. This one, yeah. they get it." Confused. Is that the way I'm saying it? And Con- now for another confused. episode of confused. Conf- it's almost better if there's a weird pause there. Confused. You love Confucius. You're gonna love confused ish. How about that? This could be you play like a four second cartoon, right? Uh-huh. And then it goes black, uh-huh. and then it comes on to a cartoon version of confused ish. You loved. You love confuse it. Confuse. Todd, lo- I'm not even exaggerating. I swear to God, we should just right now buy a couple of those Ferraris. 
because we're going to make so much fucking money <laughs> off of these ideas. <laughs> Don't even think about it. Let's just get the, 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 the paperwork going. You know what? Pick one. You're supportive like that. You're, you're supportive like that in comedy. I'm not even kidding. Trying to come. Oh, Jesus, you're a maniac. <laughs> Goes from supportive. Well, listen, I don't really want to take any breaks, so we're going to have to. <laughs> One day the sizzler on the Brea will close. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> me. Um. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. The Todd Glass Show. Oh, JFK, said it'll work. <laughs> but oh, I thought you were going to say, remember you, how'd you get the president to do your... <laughs> you get your what if after that one you were like, Todd was like, Todd... Todd, that was such a bad impersonation of JFK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, you uh, he goes, be honest, it's not the best one I could tell. Your other one was better. No, that this is him, Tom. Oh. No, I thought it was actually going to be JFK um, sharing his premonition of the future. He's like, in the future, Todd Glass will have a podcast that is really good, and you should try and watch it if you're able to. <laughs> in the future... I mean, if you're not working or babysitting. In the future, there will be such a thing called podcast, and Todd Glass will have one, and it will be great. Do yourself a favor and take his lead. He's not going to be right all the time. But the purpose of a forward thinker is someone that thinks different and out of the box and a little ahead of you. And you let them lead. The Todd Glass Show will be brilliant. Stop saying retarded. Todd Glass Show. Voted number one by the Podcasters Association of America. You know the comedian Jordan Brady? Sure I do. Yeah, years ago I used to work with him all over. Anyway, he had this bit about... Name dropper. It used to to be that people remembered where they were when JFK was shot. Mm. Now people have gotten older. But he had this great joke in the 80s about... He was born in 1964, and he goes, yeah, people always remember where they were when JFK was shot. I'll never forget what I was doing. I was forming eyelids. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was the young guy. It, was, it, was, it always killed. Isn't because at the funny? time, he was about 25, and everybody else was 50. And Yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah, funny, yeah. funny. Oh. oh. <laughs> I couldn't figure out what that was. It I was, was going to let you go the rest of the show, see how long it took you to figure it out. I would do it. Uh, I know Jordan Brady very well, and um, uh, I remember – I didn't know what hair gel was till I worked with him. <laughs> That's the other things you learn when you're on the road. I had no idea what it was. He's like, like what's that? And then the gel was becoming really popular. Oh, Isn't that weird? Yeah. Is that a weird story? No. Edit it out. <laughs> hey. Is that Mr. Rogers' trolley? You're damn right it is! I'm angry about Mr. Rogers' trolley music. Here's the guy. Play more of it! That's great music! This is the character that cut from uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the angry guy. Play more of my sound! The yelling, angry neighbor. It didn't work out on the show like you would have thought it would. 
Hey, listen, we're going to try Hi, something. Hi, Grumpy Neighbor. How are you today? I'm not doing too good, I'll tell you. Oh, Grumpy Neighbor, I wonder if we could get our wiffle ball off your, your yard. Well, I don't like you because you're different than me. And I don't like people that are different from me. Is that wrong? Would you like uh, me better if I gave you some of these peanut butter cookies? Well, maybe you're not so different than me now that I think about it. <laughs> Sometimes you can win a new friend by sharing. Can we have our wiffle ball? <laughs> oh my god, that's it's like one of those things I go, this is fun to do. I hope it's fun to listen to. <laughs> um, I just, uh, you know, sometimes I have, you know, uh, I have problems, uh, the, the original. Sometimes I have problems, and, you know, I don't, when I don't know what to do, and, you know, Tom, you feel sometimes you get lost in this world, right? Oh, do I ever. How about you, Chris? Oh, absolutely. You know what I do? You've got to when it's all that you can do yeah bow to the universe when it tells you what to do when the changes come and the plans fall through and there ain't a single thing that you can't do you just bow to the universe it's got brand new plans for you you know sometimes you know, I, I think, like, do I give too much? Uh, shouldn't I give more to charity? No, that, that wouldn't be it. That's, uh, sometimes I think, like, I don't know where life's taking me. You know, and you know what I do? You know what I do, Chris. You've got to bow to the universe when it's all that you can do. Bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. When the change is gone and the plans fall through, and there's only single one thing you can do. You gotta bow to the universe. You gotta bow to the universe. It's got brand new plans for you. That was beautiful, Todd. That was really beautiful. You know, everybody goes through those times. Yeah, sometimes you're just confused and uh, you think you're not going to make it to the podcast on time. And there's traffic and you feel like, is there anything I can do? Could I struggle against traffic? Should I honk my horn? Should I swear out the window? Can I interrupt you, Tom? Sure, Todd. I think you should do something that I do when I get into situations like that, Chris. You've got to bow to the universe when it's all that you can do. Bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. When the change is gone and the plans fall through and there ain't a single thing that you can do. Just bow to the universe. Got brand new plans for you. You know, sometimes I just, you know, I don't... Uh, I think to myself, I don't, I think it's, I get, Tom, tell me what you're trying to tell me. I'm trying to taxes. Tax, maybe you don't like paying taxes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I think taxes are due soon, and I'm stressed out of my mind, and I have an extension, and I don't know, I, 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 I'm, I'm getting worked up, and I think I, once again, I don't have money, I don't know what to do, and then I tell myself. You've got to bow to the universe when it tells you what you can do. Bow to the universe when 
universe when it tells you what to do. Come on, everybody. When the change is gone and the plans fall through and there ain't a single thing that you can do. Bow to the universe. It's got a brand new plan for you. Uh, Barry, do you want to come over? Does, does sometimes do you get stressed out ever? If you don't want to share it with us, you don't have to. You want to take your headsets off and go over to that microphone right there and talk to us. Don't get nervous. Bring the music down. That music can be really scary sometimes for for a new person that's not in the show business. Well, he can. Go, it's okay. Oh, so yeah, I can't hear myself. But well, go ahead. Even that's a little stressful. Talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm talking too loud or too soft or if. Uh, what I'm saying is funny. Can I stop you? Because you're getting so yeah. nervous, I feel bad. Can I suggest something? Here's what I do. You've got to bow to the universe. It tells you what to do. Come on, everybody. When the change is gone and the plans fall... It tells you what to do. Really? When the change is gone and the plans fall through and there ain't a single thing that you can do. Bow to the universe. I think you all did a great job. Hey, is there anybody else maybe uh, that wants well, to share with us? Sometimes when I'm flying standby and I don't know if I'm going to make a flight, stand, you know, standby when you're flying and the seat's not confirmed because your dad works for an airline and I don't think I'm going to make a flight. So uh, it's really stressful. And sometimes you get stuck at the airport for long periods of time. Can I tell you something? Can you I interrupt? Eat McDonald's. Yes. What a selfish, selfish. Person, am I right? Am I right? All these other people had these things that were really difficult to understand. And then, oh, my dad, he flies for free. That's a gift that he gets from being with his family. Yeah. And look, Tom, look, uh, look, Chris, I I I think that's a little selfish, but but I'm going to be nice. Here's what I think you should do. You've got to bow to the universe when it's all that you can do. Louder. Bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. When the change is gone and the plans fall through, there ain't a single thing that you can do. You just bow to the universe. It's got brand new plans for you. Well, can we get a little more music in the background, please? Keaton, do you have anything you want to share? And you don't have to. Say that sometimes you, you're afraid to play the drums and then make it that. I'll tell you why. We'll make it make sense. Well, to be honest, uh, uh, I'm, I'm a little uh, stressed out sometimes when you're going to your friend's podcast and everybody get a chance to take a turn at the mic and it seems like they've forgotten you. And you just think it's just one more thing on the, uh, on the, on the straw, the, the camel's back. You know, it's one last straw. It's... Uh, I got no job, and I'm stressed out about that, too. Oh. I, just, uh, I, thought, I thought coming to the podcast would be this one uh, one place I could, you know, just kind of get away from it all, and I I, I got to say, I was, uh, for a minute there, I was just a little, uh, was a little upset, and I thought, I thought uh, they're just going to skip right past me. I'm, I'm the last guy at the, at the podcast here, and I'm, everyone else has gotten, gotten to get up there and say a couple things that they're stressed about. All right, all right, all right. Wait, wait, take a deep breath. Take yeah. a deep breath. Okay. Can I give you a suggestion? Shut the. This isn't even funny. I, he's stressed out. Let's not joke around. You're right. Can I? Can I? Can I give you a suggestion? I wish you would. Tom, am I right? It's hard to say. I mean, what, what's your suggestion? Do you have one? Because I'll do so anything. far, there's I'll been do. a couple that have, have worked well, out. I'm not joking around. If I were you, mm-hmm. I, I I think I might do. I might. Um, 
You've got to bow to the universe when it's all that you can do. Bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. Go louder, guys. When the change is gone and the plans fall through and there ain't a single thing that you can do. Bow to the universe. It's got brand new plans for you. That was fun. Would JFK bow to the universe? You gotta bow to the universe when it... Start over. Start the music over. You've got to bow to the universe when that's all that you can do. When the blow to the universe, when it tells you what to do. When the change is gone and the plans fall through and there's only one single thing that you can do. You just have to bow to the universe. It's got brand new plans for you. Pussy. JFK was raunchy. Yeah, he was. fun. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I could see me doing that around the house. JFK could be a good late-night talk show host that could keep you uh, listening through the commercial. Just anything he says keeps oh, you on right. the edge of your chair. You mean like if they, they left the live feed on? What would he be seeing? I, that's it. Oh, wouldn't it be great to hear when people like that? Well, there's a video of him where he – anybody old-time getting mad because, you know, Right, that, cursing, that clip you played that one time play, where he's yelling at the, uh, the guy who they bought the ch- furniture. These son of a bitches have no respect for the common man. If it's good, I don't even know if he said anything this – but if it's old and defensive and ahead of the time, then that's even better to hear it in the background, someone really being like, play it again. I don't know why that this society, we have to fight for one person's rights at a time. It's no excuse in this era that common people have a problem with segregation, with, with segregating people. Just we're above it. It's fucking imbecile. It's fucking just imbecile. It's one fight at a time. And it's hard not to get you going at it's hard not to get angry at it, because it's just fucking silly. Someone to hate another person. Bow to the universe when it's in the remember you. Bow just Chris. To the universe when it tells you what to do. When the change is wait, hold on. No, don't hold on. No, we can't hold on. We've got a show to do. Should we start over? Start it over. Yeah. No, the whole show. Start the whole show over? Yeah. You know what? I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. funny guy, Todd Glass. <laughs> He's ready for it. <laughs> okay. That was, I hope, that was so much fun. I have a few things we can do. By the way, we're doing this without breaks because Katie's not here, but. We can we, take breaks. You want to take a break? I'm t- capable of pressing pause you wanna, also. You it's are, another, but do you think if you press pause, you're going to figure regimen. out. Do you think, this is, by the way, this is a great moment. I'm going to make this moment worth it, that if for some reason he presses pause and we erase shit, but we only get up to here, it'll well, be worth Now, if he erases what we had, this isn't going to help. But if he erases, let's say he gets all this, but then when he presses pause, he can, he, it, the rest of the show never gets recorded. Well, that I'm going to make it be worth it. Because this is the last thing people will hear. We would never pull a joke. If this is the last thing people hear, I want you to know, I don't want to come in and post and go, we lost the, the rest of the show. of that happening? Like 50-50, 90-10? Well, the the, chances I'll tell you what it is. I think it's technology. Pro- probably about 99% chance he's going to be fine. Uh-huh. But on that 1%, oh. I want the audience to know 
that if this is the last thing they hear, I'm not coming on and posting going, well, you're not going to. I swear to George Carlin, I would not fake it. But if for some reason the next day Chris calls me and I will, I would feel more bad for him because you know how he'd feel. He'd be like, Todd, I don't know how the fuck this happened. I can tell you the first words out of my mouth to George Carlin would be, Chris, it's okay. Don't, you know, because that happened once to Eric. It's going to happen. Shows are going to get fucked up. But it's probably not going to happen. If it does happen, I, I'm more empathetic because he'll feel bad. We'll go to – this is it. You'll, Todd. Is, they just heard it. Can and I it would, add one thing to this? It would end right now, yes. Todd, the most interesting thing about what you've been saying <laughs> just now about our friend Chris here uh-huh. is that if he were to mess up and lose everything after this, I can, they would miss the great piece that we're going to perform when we come back. Hey, I'm here with you. I didn't go anywhere. We just thought we'd let you be in a good place for a while. And we're just going to shut up. There's a time to just shut up. Do the listeners have to shut up too? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to let someone be in their own headspace. No podcast do it. They're scared shitless. afraid look as nervous as I can get doing this sometimes in the beginning you get to know the audience the other podcasts I feel bad they're scared shitless that if they just play a song people are going to stop listening but our audience we know we're we're not going to lose them they're going to enjoy it they're going to go on their own little journey and then they're going to come right back. These other podcasts. Oh, if I just, if I, I, I it's, it's like, stop being so good. I got to talk and talk and talk. Sometimes you shut the fuck up and let people take 40 seconds. Todd, it's their desperation to be voted number one by the Podcast Association of America, where you just want it naturally. They're after it, you know? I think you're right. I just thought of something. I feel bad. I bet it's exhausting. Imagine doing a show. Like, look, it's not like we take breaks. <laughs> I now was, I have to edit. Uh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Just I leave it in. I go. I go. Start, start, start it over. <laughs> like I don't know what I'm thinking because I, I can't whisper into a microphone. What am I, an idiot? So I'm leaving all this in. Yeah, it's okay. They'll know to ignore the whispering. Oh, my God. I'm turning into Katie. She says stuff like that. So I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> just, play, just play it. <laughs> I'm turning into Katie. Tom. Yes? I'm starting to feel bad for these other podcasts. 
I am think too. about it. No, granted, we I do the show in ninety nine point nine whatever I'm doing the show. But those little breaks are important. And I, think about doing a podcast. You can never shut up because you're scared shitless that if you give your an audience your audience a chance to go inward, that they'll just tune out. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like you, you, if you they're gripping, they're gripping too hard for what they need instead of just letting it come to them. Thank you. Thank you. good song it is a good song really good hey this is a fun song to take the trash out to just get high and lay on the beach in the warm summer i think that's a good idea and i like your suggestions i don't want to be like you know like when some talk show hosts they make the bands hey the band smoking pot no i don't want to be that he's taught he has that you should get high i go thank you you're right i'm gonna take your advice todd i'm not in a band you know what i mean I, I don't know what I mean. Todd, how often do you go to the beach, living so close to the beach? Honestly, I don't go at all. <laughs> I, I would go if anyone it, ever goes to the beach. If it was in my backyard, I wouldn't go if the walkway broke. It was three <laughs> feet. That man, I had to go seven feet to get to it. I am really lazy. If, you're, I if your back door was locked and it was just in your backyard beyond the door, you wouldn't go to the beach. I would, yeah, I, I lost the key. If, I if the been... high tide rolled into your bedroom, you might not even put your foot in the water. You just stay in bed all day. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Todd, you haven't been out to the beach? No, I lost the key to my, to my uh, French doors. You know what I like? Those houses where they have the garage doors in them. It's sort of a modern look, and they open up the garage door, and the whole wall opens. Like, opens up a whole wall. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, right now, it doesn't even have to be funny. We're just giving uh, ideas of houses we like. That's the name of this show. And now, back for more, here's my favorite house in the way I'd like it to be. Yeah, I would just, I like one of those homes where it could be indoors and outdoors, and you open up walls that are like garage doors, and it's just like this gigantic indoor-outdoor space. what I like? I like when the kitchen counter is a three inches higher than the standard kitchen counter, so you don't have to bend over because I'm slightly taller than average. Why should I have to hunch to do the dishes? You know, I got to agree with you. Why do medicine cabinets have to have any depth? If anything, they should be five times the normal size and use the space that's in between the two-by-fours. You could have gigantic medicine cabinets that were six six feet high. Is this is this stupid? <laughs> I, I'm trying to decide that. That's why I've been so silent. Whenever I get well, let me tell you something. You're wrong. Silence is gold. And I here's me. where I need you, people. I to George Carlin have never asked for your help like I'm going to ask for it right now, and I can handle the truth. Tweet if that bit was so silly you were enjoying it. Or you can t- not yeah, tweet or go to the uh, no, yeah, tweet it. Are you talking about just the home part or is it bit, just the hey, empty space part? You said that as if we were broadcasting live almost. Well, no, when they listen, I want them to tweet. Was the build up to that? Hey, I don't mind. It's going to come from a loving place. Here's the difference. If you go, because here's my theory. Even if we do something for a while, let's say for I'm high. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm expl- and I, but I think I'm making sense. No, you are making sense. Okay. 
Hold on one second. No time for the music. <laughs> okay. The, the sort of the agreement that we have with the audience, it always sounds silly to say it like that, is if you go off on a tangent sometimes and it's not funny, we'll be patient. It's okay because it could have been hilarious. So you went down a path. You got lost. We're with you. That's why I'm comfortable because I feel like that's the audience. But there's no negating that they might have still said, yeah, that was a flat patch. We love you, but it was. That's what I want to know. So it's not coming from a mean place, but it'll really let me know a lot. The, when we were just doing that thing with my – it was so ridiculous. Like, why would that be a show? You know what I mean? Oh, I like this. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> how would that be a show? People go, you got to listen to it. It's on like 97.1. What things we just like about houses. Guys. It's almost like the food woman. Like, what if she inspired us? You know what I mean? Like, but Somebody we, would like it. If they put it on HGTV, <laughs> my wife would watch it. H, well, anyway, but the point is, in this bit, it wasn't trying to be sold as anybody would watch it. It was the absurd of the – had to be the worst show in the world. But right. you're probably right going, you never know. But it was so fucking ridiculous that it made me laugh, and then the music comes on. Now, when you were listening to it, were you enjoying it in that absurd way, or were you like, what the fuck are they talking about? Or did you hit that 15-second fast-forward button? Yes. There you go. So how do we give it? we got to make it easy for people, because if everyone writes a different quote, I won't be able to. How about, uh, we were with you, or you lost us? Right? We yes. were with you just means we were with you. Means, just hey, we about were with the you. home show thing. Don't be shy. Just, oh, yeah, don't get crazy ideas, everybody. <laughs> we're only talking about the home Yeah, show. don't get criticizing everything. Yeah. So because of all the prefacing and because I'm a little lost, so I <sighs> want to speak for everyone that's like me, can you just start, like, say exactly what the idea is? You want people to tweet. I want them to tweet the bit when we were talking about, I like this house and I like this house with dumb music playing. Uh, this the, music. The worst. <laughs> this week on... Here's what I'd like in my house. You know, this week, Todd Glass and Tom Martin. Right, and then it's that whole show. Pause it. I don't want to so. make it sound better than it was. Um, were you with <laughs> us? So you write, with, we were with you, or you tweet, you lost us. That's it. Oh, I hope so many. No, I don't want to tilt the listenership. Just tell the truth. The truth. In season two, it would be fun to animate that. Just, <laughs> just are we, are we in show, season two? What season are we in? Well, uh, season two of the animated Todd Glass podcast. Oh, yeah. okay. We're in season one. How about the kid? I think you know what I. I'm, we got a we got a long time left on the show, so I mean tonight. So I think like play this kid, let it breathe a little. Remember what I said: if it's not doing it for you, you tell me. It's the kid's brilliant no matter what. We're not negating whether this is a brilliant kid because I don't think he's digesting and just repeating what his father said. I uh, just get the feeling like he's a smart little kid, but not so smart where he scares me to believe it or not. Where'd you like find Like he's this? still a little kid. This is an audio clip you found somewhere? I met him online. <laughs> <laughs> where online? Uh, I, there's a video. There's a YouTube clip. See, Todd, you do that. Um, there's a video. There's a YouTube clip, and somehow you know when you're just looking for stuff. Um, it was, oh, inspirational speeches, I think, I looked up for the PSAs like that we do on the show. You know, like these. The Todd Glass Show on the Nerdist Network. Of course, we inspire. Uh, Keaton, you're really, you're a ball. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Keaton. This year on the new show on NBC, it's Keaton. Sounds like a good show. All right, fade it out. Uh, We're talking about The, the kid. Smart kid. Yeah, so we're going to play the kid, and then, uh, God, we got, I got off on a tangent there. 
Um, so this is the kid, and um, no, we were just oh, you played the music, and I got lost. All right, so here we go. Uh, maybe we'll enjoy it. We are on Earth, and the Earth is just one planet in the galaxies. You can compare that to an ant on on the patio in this backyard. The ant doesn't know that there's more than the patio here. He just keeps walking. He doesn't know he there's. He's just part of a huge of lots of worlds, and the human race is sort of like that. They, after they've discovered what's up there, they know they're only a little part of the huge galaxy. I think there probably are many different kinds of life forms, cells, and organisms. Some may not be visible, some may not have been discovered, and some may. Beyond places we can't Can you go. pause it, but without and down here, right? And they all might have the same perspective as we do on this. Um, so anyway, uh, I guess this is very enjoyable for me because I didn't feel he was just, like we talked about, regurgitating what he had been told. Now, somebody else might disagree, but how do you feel? Do you feel no, like he's... Definitely, because my, my son, when he was about eight, I remember uh, he would ask questions about infinity, and he would say, what is infinity? What's after infinity? And he was trying to wrap his mind around the concept of infinity at about seven or eight years old. And then one day he's, he started asking, what's the difference between zero and infinity? And then I was thinking, whoa, because I think that's a mathematical thing. I think that's something to do with calculus. It's beyond my math ability. Maybe if there's a listener who understands math, he can explain. But I think my son discovered something about calculus, about the, the similarities between the concept of zero and the concept of infinity. In other words, the emptiness of, of said, zero. He said this? My son, when he was about seven or eight. That's what I'm saying. This is a common thing. I think kids start realizing this kind of thing, and then... Uh, what did you say to the public school system? And yeah. then it's kind of just crushed out of them. But, yeah, I... You know, you know what? It's, I'm sure you agree with this, what I'm about to say is about... it's like. I make that, you know, I always hear that, you know, the sort of about the public school system and that joke, and I always laugh at it. But then when I went to visit Andrea, you know, and you realize, you know, how, and, and, and no one is really, including you or me, when we've, made, when we've made fun of the public school system, we just get lazy with it. Because I'm sure you'll agree with what I'm about to say. That must blow for a lot of great teachers in the public oh, school yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. That, but it's more to not the teachers, it's more to, it seems like, the administration, the institution, the institution, of it. which they're bound by a lot of problems right. and that they share. So it's never to really make fun of it because there is a shit ton of great. I mean, like sort of even though it would echo what people said about Mr. Rogers, like we for, you know, when you meet teachers like that, you realize how good we can be as a species, those type of teachers, right. which I had the, uh, you know, I was just lucky as shit to get a lot of those teachers because, yeah. man, it was it was hard for me. Because of the dyslexia, you either I, – I was smart enough to know. They either got me or they – and they knew that I – I knew when a teacher knew I was smart. That's why I liked them. Like I knew they got my sense of humor. I knew it, and that made me like them. So kids can tell whether their teachers think they're smart or not. There's right. a respect that you get. And I felt like I got that respect from some of those teachers, and I loved it. And it made me, it made me feel really good. Does that make sense what yes, I'm saying? definitely. And there are a lot of those teachers out there, in the, and then they've got to – you know, be under this. Right. Well, there's also a curriculum, which is something that is they're required to teach. And it isn't designed to uh, promote this kind of kids thinking or exploration. Imagine so, in the uh, in the in some of the 
Catholic schools. Like, isn't that weird that in this, somebody should go, when did they used to beat the shit out of kids with, uh, when they had left hand, when they had left handed, what year was that? Was that the 1400s? <laughs> no, when was that? I'm yeah. sorry. Keep playing it. Well, uh, when they, no, no, no. I'm trying to get the year here. Do you know sort of the year so yes, we can play sure, this game? Sure. When it, when it beat, when they used to do it still? Yes. Okay. So what was the year? No, no, I'm sorry. I know I don't know the year, so I can't correct you. No, they used more... to, they used to, uh, the way they were born, they would beat their hands. Was that, was that, oh, it was the 12th? Was it no, before? No, no, more recent, a lot more recent. Oh, than it that. was into the, what, the 1740s? Well, they did no, it then no. too, but I'm sure more even recent than that. No, the, no, no, I'm talking about when it was still done. It was still done even. They stopped that, what was it, in the 1800s? Well, they did it in the 1800s, but they continued after the no, 1800s. No, you're misunderstanding me. The barbaric act of taking a ruler and smashing a child's hand that was born that way for some weird Are reason. Are you talking about hitting a left-handed person's hand in order yeah. to make them right-handed? When did they do that to? What year they, was they, it? They continued to do that in, after uh, the, the 1800s. The 1900s and the 1950s, they stopped it? Uh, some people stopped in the 1950s. See, that, that, does that not show? For the, <laughs> like, that should be like, well, shut up! There's no fucking way they did that. <laughs> you fucking... By the way, it gets into the 50s. When when, when are we? I'm a little shaky. Uh, probably around like 1950s, 1960s, it probably stopped. Because then s- there was a lot of science behind the advantages of being left-handed. For example, if you were to line up a bunch of people who could do the Rubik's Cube... A lot of them would be left-handed, much more than the general population. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they somehow are able to use both sides of the brain better. So it isn't a curse to be left-handed. And why, if God wanted uh, people that left-handed to look stupid, then why would he made them right, like, really cool? You ever see a left-handed person right? I would, first time I saw it, I was like, look at this. something, like, very stately about that. Any lefties here? Does that make sense, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, but anyway, I was being silly that God Chris afforded them that. Well, you should see him. He still, but he puts it in his foot. Yeah. <laughs> I write like I'm shoveling something, yeah. says Todd. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, there might be others, and that maybe they can find them someday, but at the moment, they don't know. You never know for sure if there really is anything in the search. It's just. It's an endless quest without knowing what your quest is. I think it's realistic at the same time as it is fantasy. Yeah, it's just very complicated mm. because you have no proof that there's any that there's anything out there. The only proof is yourself right. and where you are in the universe and... And you can only make theories. You can never know the truth. That's one of the hardest questions there is. There's, I would say what the meaning of your life is, is what you make it. What yeah. you think, what you want your life to be. Nobody can decide what you will do except for you. You have control over yourself. You See, may but- not be lucky enough and the odds may be against you but so you never a definite no that you cannot do this it may be predestined but you can change that destiny oh well that's tricky but it's good to know i mean it i might be wrong it might be just scheduled like 
some play or something and you act it not knowing that you're part of it. Ah. But, but all the same, maybe Destiny's just telling you, maybe you have, you just know it and that's what Destiny is. Destiny is a guess, a guess of what you know, what it knows about you and what it knows you would do. What you, but then again, I might be wrong and Destiny could be fully <laughs> in control of you. Well, this video is a wiffle ball bat. Okay. Cleaning up for the season. In my opinion, baseball is one of the things that is the most special in our lives. But the reason that we play sports is very necessary for the entertainment and for the suspense because we do not have that kind of suspense in our lives. Only music are another type of the uh, of, of, a type of art that is in a way visible at the same time here. You can hear the sense of color in a way in your mind. So when you listen to music, do you, do you see colors or hear colors? Sometimes. The Todd Glass Show on the Nerdist Network. You know what? Was that? I'll tell you the truth. I feel light and educated. And also, like, I just got halfway into a massage. <laughs> yeah. Where, I, where it, you let go. It feels good, but there's a point in the massage where you will drop. But do you remember having those thoughts yourself, even if you didn't have a grown-up you could talk to about it, it, it when you were younger? I mean, not maybe not being at that level or that able to articulate it, but I feel like a lot of that age is spent thinking about these things and, and just wondering about them, and then we forget how much time that took up in our minds you know at what, that age. You know what? I hope I say this perfectly. It does have to do with into having children and how hard it is to... to to be a parent when kids get to that age where they talk and 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 they talk. And I'm going to, you know what? My perception of the way my parents dealt with it with me was great. They would say, it proves that I get it. I'm not, I am about to insult somebody. But not somebody that would once in a while go, shut up, we're trying to watch TV or lose themselves. If I'm going to put a number on it. Because the number that I'm about to give is astronomical of how much leeway there is. It's not like you have to – if 75% of the time – now keep in mind, don't think the other 25 is being like you know barbaric, but eh, a little short, a little bit like not now. But 75% of the time you listen and you listen and you talk and you listen, that's great. But a lot of fucking people don't do that. If that's what you do, you should be so proud of yourself. If once in a while you, you know, you're a little bit short or you don't listen as much, or you say, "Oh, let's listen to music in the car." It's okay, I get it. But it's, but, but that's a lot of leeway. And still, you're an angel of a parent. I'm talking about parents that not, never, never, and that kid needs that so much. You know, to talk and talk. My parents would just say, let's take a commercial. <laughs> like, I tell you the truth, I, I thought that was nice. Like, it never offended me. I'm like, yeah, there's commercials. They just want me to take one. Right, right. And then that would give them a little, buy them a little time, you know? But this kid's brilliant. And the kids are at that age, but a lot of times they're put in a situation where the stress of the, the family and the stress of paying the mortgage and the stress, and I get it. But right, they feel the family stress. They feel in the this family case, stress. This kid probably had enough freedom from the family stress 
to explore these deeper philosophical You've got to have someone that's really, you know, I don't know. It's Well, not that there aren't brilliant kids. That maybe I don't have to put a button on what it is. It's fun to do sometimes and figure out. But the truth is, out of some bad households, some brilliant minds come, too, for different reasons. But, you know, but that's not to mean that that's acceptable. It's certainly nice when brilliant minds come out of homes like this. Yeah. As opposed to because they've seen so much suffering that they were forced to be brilliant ahead of their times. This is the happier way. You know, I'm okay with that, believe it or yeah. not. Yeah. Came out right. See, but I think this resonates with uh, people because he, he is talking about something that we all I don't all know what think. the fuck he was talking about, <laughs> to be honest. He's trying to get rid of the ants in the patio. Yeah, at least. They were having a picnic. Next thing you know, there's a bunch of ants. You can't reason with ants. You can't step on all of them. So he's trying to figure out a good kind of way. They've outlawed DDT. Yeah, shut the fuck up. So how do you get rid of the ants? Ay, ay, ay. A lovely bunch of coconuts. There they are standing in a row. Big ones, small ones, some as big as your head. You give them a crush. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. And they all stand them in the red. I'd love my life. Alright, here we go. This is how you do it. Penny a pinch? What does that mean? Rolly bowly bowl a penny a pinch. Rolly bowl a bowl a penny a pinch. I don't know what the fuck it means. Bowl a bowl a penny a pinch. Roll a bowl a bowl a penny a pinch. Roll a bowl a bowl. I roll a bowl a bowl. I roll a bowl a bowl a penny a pinch. Now you know what it means? Lovely oh, about... They're lovely. What? There they are standing in a row. One, two, three, four. Big one, small one, some as big as your head. Hey, Give them a twist, a flick of the wrist, and I love them. I'm not a lonely bunch of coconuts. The I love my life. Lonely bowly bowly penny a pinch. Come on, everybody. Roll a bowl of all a penny a pinch. Well, we're talking about one thing, and then we want to talk about something else. So we got to get there on a trolley. Oh, yeah. Let's get on that trolley. Are we in the land of make-believe? That's right. Or make-pretend? What if I did, but horrible? Just like, but but you knew I love Mr. Rogers, but they're like, man, he when he does all that, the voices of the puppets. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. Well, it well. Did, he did, it did the job. <laughs> <laughs> Even me, I'm allowed to joke about Mr. Rogers. I love him so much, he would laugh at that joke. And by the way, to George Carlin, I think he would, because he knows what I mean. Like those characters were simple. It's not like they were elaborate characters, 
uh, but they were clean and simple, and kids understood them, and it did the job. Yeah, look, I wouldn't suggest. Uh, <laughs> I'm just talking. He had this character, Meow Meow Kitty. Yeah, I know. do you remember? Of course, the thing I about do. Meow Meow Kitty Hello? is that it said Meow Meow in every sentence, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was a cat. And guess what? I like it. What's not to like? The people <laughs> we meet and the relationships we have while we're on this earth just might be what heaven is. So. You're, you just might be get you might be trying to get to heaven when if you would just turn and love your brother you'd be in heaven already. That's right. Anybody doesn't believe that, there's a heaven right here that you are just really taking advantage of. The Todd Glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that heaven. It's true. Think about that. Heaven. Everybody wants to get to heaven, and heaven walks by you every day of the week. It's how you treat it that makes it heaven. Yeah. The relationship. It's whatever you. It's just heaven. That's heaven. What's heaven? You get off your phone when you're checking out of the register and you appreciate this this form. Think about that. When you just break it down to me like that, and I know we talked about this in the show that's airing by itself, but this brings clarity to me in another way. If you thought that the only heaven was, and I make the mistake, but I'll tell you what, in this area, not that much. If you thought heaven, just appreciating another soul, whether we know how it got here or not, this is a special thing. Other people are, it's special. It's unbelievable. Get off your phone and talk to the person as they're checking you out at the drugstore, at the register. Because if that's all the other shit is bullshit. When you get that, you get life. Yeah. And, and, and anything other than that, if you're going to a church and you're not doing this, it's not. Or if you're whatever you think it is, if, what if you just knew it was that? I don't know where I'm going. No, I think what if heaven was, as you say, and I think so. Maybe it's ordinary and common, and it's just our own fucked up lives that makes us pass by that, that heaven, heaven that's right. all yeah. the time available and by and the all way, around us. I'm able to give validity to this by also stopping and go, I get it's hard. You get stressed out with everyday life. and But look, we get that. But the point is, if you know what it is, at least you can work towards it. And it's not a better car. You know, it, it, you know what I mean? That, that you can have less. And uh, and they're able to enjoy the things that are in place as part of you as that could be heaven that you did nothing with that you make them heaven. Yeah, you know, you know, I admire people that I do know people that do a, a, a decent job at it. I try to remind myself. I'm not saying it in some lecturing way, like I think I'm holier than thou because I'm not. Yeah, I say it, and I and that's why I'm saying it now again to remind myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just to remind my fucking self. You know, I had a great rapport in uh, San Jose. We went to a pita place in the middle of the night, and there were like these three kids working there. They were so, they had the best energy. I fucking loved them. Like, they got my sense of humor, and they were just, we were just enjoying them. And we all agreed that we were in there. We, we made the joke that they broke into the place. And they were just serving us, but they didn't work there. They go, look, we'll open this place up before the cops catch us. So they laughed. They got the joke, right? And then all of a sudden, we're eating our pitas, and I'm not kidding you. There's nobody in there, the three of them. They're not gone. We look into the kitchen area. We don't want to look like we're trying to rob the place. We're like, they're not here. So the other comedians I was with were like, what if they really did break into the place? (laughs) And the cops come down. They go, okay, what's going on? And we we, we smell like pot. We go, there were people here serving us. All right, this place closes at 3 in the afternoon. There was no one serving you. But there were people serving us. So we didn't know where they were. Of course, we knew they would be coming out in 20 seconds. And it was, but still, like, what if? And then a minute and two passed by, they still haven't come out. Then we're like, shut the fuck up. 
And then five minutes later, they didn't come out. And then right about at five or six, they, they came out. We're like, where were you? They're like, we wanted you to think that that was true. What happened? <laughs> we're like, shut the fuck. Like, I couldn't believe that someone, they, they're in the back giggling, going, no, let's stay out of here. They'll think, like, maybe that joke was true. I was like, I could have never had that happen at a bar. Right. Well, because I think that maybe these teenage kids are closer to the smart kid who's talking about the ant and the perspective and all of that. And then as you get older, the more complicated your life gets, the more you get away from the, that ability yeah. to play and to think that way. Because yeah. having just done your, your taxes, and I did my taxes, and I did my son's taxes, and it's just a fucking nightmare of bullshit that is the exact opposite of the mindset that is required to be playful or to be right. curious. And that's what, but again, just reminding myself too, reminding myself. It sounds like a no-shit thing, but you know what? It's not. There's still going to be people that are going to have this happen in their life tomorrow or the next day. So it's always a good reminder. You know, it's just like always drink a lot of water. I've heard it before. I know. I'm reminding you. Yeah. Buy less shit. Right. Buy less shit. Oh, Try buy. and set up your life so you work four days a week and you have three days off. You don't have a lot of expenses. I think that's the key. Because think about how many people. Look, there's some people there is living as cheap as they can, and that's the ones I have real empathy for. Do you know how many people? I get it. In a social situation, there's a stigma amongst friends to – but do you know there's people out there? And by the way, th this group exists. And by the way, I want to let you know. I know this is not everybody. Some people are going, no, we, we don't have cars. We don't have insurance. We're taking the bus now. Mm -hmm. We're living in this modest – I'm talking about – you know there's also a group of people out there that if they would just downsize and say, fuck it, if they had a therapy session, financial therapist come in and go, listen – this is where you could be in 30 days if you're willing to downsize. You're not going to get the best for your home. You could move from this maybe house on an acre mm -hmm. to a townhouse. Mm -hmm. We can sell that. Here's where you can be with two paid-for cars. And that they know it too even at one level. They're probably going, they know what they could live if we're willing to. And you could have the freedom and the patience with your children because you're not going to be stressed out of your mind. But you're going to go from an acre property. I picture a home in Dallas, one of those mini mansions, to a... By the way, a very, very nice townhouse, but still a townhouse. You know what I mean? And they're not doing it. They're still holding on right. just because of shame as opposed to personal sanity. Right, yeah. That's the group that is like, I hope I would never be in that group. And that's why I hope I live in my home till I can have like Susie Orman's blessing. You know, if I have success in my career this year, I sell my show. You know how it is. Uh -huh. And if, in a year if, with a successful show, you can get stupid. So I hope I don't. Yeah. But I still like my Starbucks. <laughs> Hi, girls. We'll be back. <laughs> hey, that's right. Listen up, folks. We are going in for the close. We're going in for the close. Tom Martin's the guest. <laughs> Tom Martin's in charge. Todd put him there. I love Jingle Joe. <laughs> I love that song. It's got a great opening. My fellow citizens of the... Oh, wait, that what if it was Jingle Joe who sent that text in? Well, <laughs> uh, I'm like, uh, I have nothing but compliments for Jingle Joe, but it was Jingle Joe. Like, what the fuck would you let Tom Martin guest host? I question his work ethic because he put a lot of work oh. into those songs to trash you on Twitter. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, this song takes me back a little ways. We hope, hope you enjoy it as much as we do.
that song it's sad it's sad i like happy i like happy songs um okay i feel like you said you had a karaoke song but we'd have to make it edit yeah we'll make it work do you like kites do i like kites would you like to go on a journey with our audience hey thanks jingle joe and his friend for sending this song in is it about kites you want to let loose i i sure do letting loose with a kite would we get to fly these kites, or we just build them and look at them? We can float out of our chairs if you just listen to me, and this song will help get us there. But you got to do it with me. I'll, I'll do it. Take a deep breath and let out all the hot air. Oh, my God! Tom is flying already. He's one foot out of his chair. I'm hovering. Now let's let our audience get there with us. You know what to do. What? Do you want to do karaoke or just close it? No, I want to do a karaoke. Yeah, I thought I'm tangled in a power line now. Oh, what, what, what do you mean? I'm a kite. Oh. <laughs> I like kites. You know, whenever we play a song like this, I always try to do the same thing with the listener. I don't know why. It just seems like a happy song. One listener... Look, I don't want to say this because it'll start a caval- cavalcade of... I said I was going to do one of those... Talk about them. They go, you can do it negative. Don't don't send this email back unless it was really you. You said you can do negative, you can positive. I'll trust your instincts. I emailed them back, consider it done, and I lost the email. Todd, you got to go to the beach. Just once, just because you Hold said on. you didn't go to the beach. Let's talk about it. I want you to go to the beach. Why do I, By the way, I used to go to the beach. Well, if it's been so long, this summer, let's go to the beach. I want I want you to see like how fun it is to put your, your feet in the sand and run in the surf. By the way... When I was on tour with Louis C.K., he's into that. Like, I don't mean into that. He, everybody's into the sound of it. Who wouldn't want to take a walk on the beach? But he pursues it. Uh-huh. So it made me do it. And Jesus, just taking a walk with, it's your, great. with your bare feet, with your, in the water or dry, you can, and just start talking about shit. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. So I'm with you. Where are you going, Chris? Okay, yeah, maybe I'll go up there and do it. Anybody? Uh, look, we're going to... I wish... Yeah, what I don't do want to do. Time? I don't want to create a night editing nightmare. So let's do it over here. Because once I go over there, then we're we're starting an editing nightmare. Are we recording right now? Yes. <laughs> we haven't started. Yet. <laughs> no, we yes we did. <laughs> we haven't started. I mean, it, maybe you told me to, but I didn't hear you. The, it's still paused over there. Is it really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, uh, when I was in Vegas this weekend, we started doing this bit. And maybe, maybe you, you, we, I'll just try one. It's harder than I thought. What? Um, uh, you were opening for uh, David I, I Spade in Las up, Vegas? Yes, and David was doing this bit at breakfast where he would start this bit where he would go. He's the one who came up with confused. No, confuse, confused-ish. You know, mm-hmm. and of course, you know what everybody says? Like, you hear everybody talk about who's the funniest to hang out with. They always, Spade. Colin Quinn, David Spade. 
uh, you know, uh, Chris Rock, David Spade, anybody from SNL, because he's so fucking funny. Yeah, he like, really is. He like he is. He says every day. I don't get up for breakfast except I know when I'm going to have breakfast with him. Like the minute I get down there, I'm just going to hear like bit after bit after right. bit. And it's I don't think people appreciate how funny Spade is because you just get used to seeing him and you're used to a lot of professional quality and things are edited out. But if you hung out with Spade or if you saw him starting out in comedy, you just knew he was going to just be huge. You know what? I don't know it about a lot of people. So I'm not one of those people. I have no problem saying, I got to be honest. I, and someone I like, not, not in a negative way. I, you know, like, I don't think they're going to make it. I'm talking about someone you just you, you didn't know. And then, oh, my God, they're such a good actor. You know, you see him on television, you're like, they're really fucking good. And like, you're like, you know, and you didn't see it. You know, you just, you know, you just didn't know they had it in them, which is a compliment. I didn't know. I knew you, I liked you even. I thought you were a pretty good comedian even, but I didn't know you had, and you do, you have a lot of talent. But other people, I can see it. I like when I can see it. Who, who wouldn't? But I, same thing. When I saw David, I knew that. David Spade, even um, think, trying to think of other people in the group. Some people might na- say no shit to some of these, but not back then. I'm talking about in like 90 or 89. Right. I knew Adam Sandler was fucking. Yeah, yeah, I did too. And that first CD, look, whatever you think of movies, or you go, I hate this, or all his movies or whatever, I happen to like, uh, I like a lot of them. And then there's some I don't, but I like a lot of them. But I'm talking about the guts of Adam Sandler when he did stand-up. I thought, Fuck. Yeah, I, I, he did the bits we were doing off stage, and he would go up there and just commit to these bits, and I fucking really liked it. I would remember like me and Dave Rath. I'd want to be in the showroom when he went up. It was just fun. It was different. It was like watching Rory Scovel today. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I knew. I thought that. Um. Uh, um. Well, Rob Schneider had Rob a lot Schneider. of that too. I thought Rob Schneider the same thing. I like whenever I saw them, I was like, and it uh, wasn't as Dana if Gould. The, like holy yeah, shit, Dana. The, it wasn't as if the audiences were laughing louder at these guys. But they were enjoying them on a different level. And not everybody, but there was a sense that what do these guys have that made you sure that they were going to hit in some way? They were just commi- – to me, like – I know we would ask ourselves. I thought for me it's just that the commitment to what they thought was funny. And it took me a long time to, like, you know, be as brave as that. You know, Dana Gould, I, I, like I always say this. This is a compliment. I say it about Paul F. Tompkins too. Yeah, this, is, this sounds like it could be confusing in the middle, but by the end, you'll get it. It's crystal clear. Yes, they've grown since, you know, uh, you know, since 25 years ago or 20 when I thought they were hilarious. Of course they've grown. But I look at their first work and remember their first work. It was still like they were brilliant. I know brilliant's a hard word. and You know what I mean? It's a word to throw around. Their comedy was, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And even then, I remember seeing Dana. I had to be 19 years old. I think he was probably 19. We're probably about the same age. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. In Florida working with him, I was like, this is good. At least I knew, even if I couldn't do it, at least I knew what it was. Yeah. When I saw Dana for the first time and I found out he was my age, I was so bummed because he was at least 15 years better than me. Yeah. I'm like, how is this guy so good? Yeah. At this age. But he did, yeah, he, like you, he started at a young age, but he was also, he's really, really, yeah, really good. Yeah, like he was 19 or 20, and he was like, these bits he would do, I was like, Sh- God damn it, they're good. Yeah. Anyway, enough with that. So anyway, the bit David was doing all weekend was, he would go, uh, <laughs> I do not feel well, he would say, every, every at breakfast. Oh, God. Oh, my God, I do not feel well. I drank too much last night. And the, the way hi, you, hi the, can I take your order? Yeah, um, I'll just get the feta cheese omelet with uh, spicy peanut <laughs> sauce. 
and the gravy mashed potatoes. That's all. I do not feel well. Now, that's, that's funny the first time, but we would do it literally 30 times every morning. And it would just get worse and worse. Yeah. Um, you can read? I order something? Yeah, you want to look through that menu there? Yeah. You don't I, look good. Are do you, you need okay? a second, sir? Uh, no, I'm good. I like Chris's playing the waitress. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm very hungover, and I'm not That's sure okay. if I should even eat. But the spicy buffalo chicken sandwich, and uh, that looks good. And and I see, I like some Swiss chard, but it's Swiss chard, right? Yes, because I don't want any other kind of chard. The, the but worst Swiss cheese chard. Swiss Just, chard is the spiciest, grossiest cheese. Grossiest? That's right. I make a word up. Grossiest. You're hungover. Are you trying to say grossiest? <laughs> And at the same time, also trying to say gross. Thank you, but you're gross. Gross he is. All right. All right. We got to go in for the close. Oh, what song do you want me to do? I'd love to be the guy. Dude, nobody wants uh, me to do any song. Oh, you guys want me to do a song? Do the thing where you all say no. I'm like, Todd. Todd, Todd, can you stop no, talking no, so no. much? I'm you really hungover. You don't have hungover. to sing every time, Todd. Oh, yes. Oh, wait. He's can back into the bit. you not I'm really hungover. Oh, do you want something to eat? Um, yeah. Can I just get a Italian sausage grinder? The, the pork one with the sautéed peppers and the fontina cheese. <laughs> a, can I get it on a toasted roll, please? Toasted onion roll with honey and butter? Yes, please. And a side of uh, onion rings. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, can you melt some cheese on those? Yeah, melted cheese on the onion rings. Only Swiss charred melted cheese, please. <laughs> Chris Koshy used to say, you know, that restaurant where they have cheese fries, but they're not real cheese fries. They take American cheese and melt it with a blow dryer. It's not really melted. I think I'm going to pick up one fry and get almost that whole square of cheese right there. It's made love with that one. Well, so do you guys want me to sing seriously? No, it's cool. Do you want me to? I will. It's all right. I got another podcast. Look, if you want me to sing, I'll sing. I'm not going to lie to you. Here's all the new ones, but whatever, you know. Well, what do you want me to sing? Don't sing anything. Please. What do you want? I gotta There's cl- no reason Come that you on. have to we, sing. We got to close the show out. You want me to do I Will Survive? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> no, seriously, guys. Do you want me to do... Um, what do you want me to do? You want me to well, do anything, anything but I Will Survive, please. I don't want you to sing, but if you do sing, please do not sing I Will Survive. At first I was afraid I Don't was give him any reverb Do not give him reverb He'll continue by my side. But then I spent so many nights Thinking how you did me wrong If you sing very feminine You can get through anything I don't know why I don't know why this works But it really does It loosens you up And it lets you sing uh, With that you sad look upon your face You should have changed that stupid lock I should have made you leave your keys I should have known for just one second You'd be back to bother me Oh no, now go Just walk out the door Just don't turn around now Cause I don't love you anymore You're not welcome anymore Weren't you the one who tried to hurt me With your goodbyes Did you think that I would crumble Did you think I'd lay down and die Oh no, no, no I will survive JFK 
I've got all my love to give. I know I'm alive. I've got all my love to live. I've got all my love to give, and I will survive. Rodney. I'll tell you, I'll survive. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, hey, you know what I'm talking about? It's all right, you know? I'll tell you the other day, my wife's not too bright. She hit a deer. She said it wasn't her fault. She hung. <laughs> she was in the zoo. <laughs> I'll tell you, my wife, my wife's a bad cook. I found a fly fixing the screen door. <laughs> I took all the strength I've got. I've fallen apart. I'm trying hard to mend the pieces of my broken heart. Hot glass. I've spent all so sorry for my. Who's that? <laughs> I don't want to end like this. Turn it off. I'm bored of it. It was horrible, except the part where I was doing the impersonations. <laughs> I compliment myself, even while a moment of pure terror. But isn't it interesting, Todd? We're with Todd Glass here, and we're wondering why he turned off the song when I said to sing as Todd Glass. Let's get into that. Well, because I'll tell you why. I'll do it my hardest. Play, play, it, play, it, play it again. And I will not. I will bear my soul. Okay. I know what my. Look, I know what my abilities are. What are your abilities? I know what my know abilities, what abilities are. Singing-wise or yes, just Yes, I know my mechanical. range. I'm getting upset, and I shouldn't get upset. You know what I should do instead of getting upset? I feel like I should just... Yeah, there's probably something you could do. I hope there is. Because I'm not feeling well. You've got to bow to the universe when it's all that you can do. Bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. When the change is gone and the plans fall through and there ain't a single thing that you can do. You just bow to the universe. It's got a brand new plan for you. That's my range. You know what? We're all we're all in sync when we say that one part ain't ain't a single thing that you can do. You want to? I think it's we the could, only part. Can, I, can you hit it again? Yeah. You've, You've got, got to, to bow to the universe. When let's, it's try, all the let's everybody sing into the microphone. Try. We've never do this. I always say sing away. Let's commit. Now that means we all got to be on the same page. Let's give it a shot. But before we but do, let's can we agree? Softly, so like, is it uh, when the change is like? How is how is the cadence? can I do it in the? Can I start? Yeah, the just cadence? Do, do the quick cadence. Okay. You got to bow to the universe when it's all that you can do. Bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. When the change is gone and the plans fall through and there ain't a single thing that you can do. You just bow to the universe. It's got a brand new, it's got a brand new plan for you. Okay, do that so directly. Exactly. I didn't like the last part. It's got bow to the universe. It's got a brand new plan for you. I don't know if you. I'll do it again. You gotta bow to the universe. It's got a brand new plan for you. It's a thing. Oh, I thought you were gonna cut me off. Let's do it. Um, Let's. Oh no! I was just gonna say the cadence is like. I just did the cadence. It's like a church choir singing. I just did the cadence. All right. Well, let's let's. let's, How dare you insult my cadence? When we discuss songs, and it gets stressed out. I don't even know if I can continue, and then I just don't know what I can. You know. Can I I make a suggestion? Tom. Whenever I get upset. Uh huh. Uh, this is what I do. Honestly, and I'm not even joking around. You've got to bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. Bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. When the change is gone and the plans fall through and there ain't a single thing that you can do. You just 
bow to the universe. It's got a brand new plan for you. You've got, got to bow, bow to the universe when it's all that you can do. Bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. When the change is gone and the plans fall through and there ain't a single thing that you can do. Bow to the universe. It's got a brand new plan for you. We all sound really bad. Together. I don't know how to end the show. I think we sound great. We? And our listeners love it. So if it's I that, just don't know how to end the show, and I'm not lying this time. This time it, I'm really nervous. Todd, you don't always have to end the show. <laughs> no, exactly. No. Tom. Time. Wait, sometimes you can just stop talking. I mean, sometimes you get to the point. You can't, Tom. Yes, you can. Tom, you can't. This is what I, you can By do. the way, Todd. I'm not going to do this Todd. as a bit. I'm not going to just start. Listen I like to, to have a legitimate. You're always trying to find the perfect ending, but there is no perfect no, ending. No, we'll sing the song again. It'll be better. Uh, we'll do the song again. We'll just do it better. You want to try and yes, I think we can end with this song. I feel it will. I just feel like it will, and I I don't want to go. Hold on, let me take a deep breath because I don't want to panic. Just sing, sing. Just, just. We'll do the song, and then we'll we'll edit in the best one. I think if it's powerful enough, but we have to get it right. It's not cute. It's it's annoying. So let's just do it. (laughs) Play it again. You've got to bow to the universe when it's all that you can do. Don't get into it. Sing into the mic. Bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. No, sing. The change is gone and the plans fall through. You've got to bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. There are some things... There are some things that the Bow to the Universe song can't fix. Do you, do you understand? You can't use the Bow to the Universe right. song as a You're crutch. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Ah! Sometimes it's okay, okay to end the show. I think, please, please, please. By just chatting. You. I'm with begging you. you. I'm begging you. Can we just do the song? I want everybody to sing like, okay, maybe we should go back to our old way. But all I'm asking you to do... And I don't want to stop the song in the middle, but here's what I am thinking. I feel like you're, it's dripping out of you. Let it gush out of you. Do it everything you have. And I don't mean to pick on you two, Keaton and Barry, but like act like you're into it a little. I mean, stand up and like really just sing. Even, hey, if you don't know the words, I don't give a shit. Just go. Bah, 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 bah. Just look like you fucking care. I'll edit this out. I swear to God. I will edit all this so you out. you want us to sing from our hearts? Yes. Instead of our heads? <sighs> You've got to bow to the universe louder when it's all that you can do. Bow to the universe. Don't sing, Chris. You bow to the universe. And it's only there in you single thing you do. You gotta bow to the universe. It's got a brand new plan for you. Bow to it. I bow. I'm bowing. Todd, you stole my lyrics. You've, You've got, got to, to bow to the No, shut it off. You're right. I feel like I'm being obnoxious and I want to apologize. This is not a good energy. Seriously. Todd, you're trying to no, I'm squeeze trying. too much out of the song. Thank you. Do you do I, remember when I said about being a parent? Uh-huh. How you can you, there's a lot of wiggle room. Right. There is a lot of I hope this is the most that would ever happen. Like I can catch myself to put anybody through what I just put you through, let alone to think I would do it to a child. 
It's like a dad at a baseball park. Get it right. Get it right. Maybe I was a parody of it, but I'm sorry. You know, you're right. That song's not going to work, and you have your range to sing, and I don't know what I expect I'm you guys to do. Singer. You're not a terrible singer. You're, I am too, but at least, we, yeah, you're right. We're not good but singers. I think you're avoiding the issue. Thank Why you. are you I'm, so into the perfect the, ending? Because it was wrong. I'm sorry. But you know how we start? It's a very casual start. We it start is. talking. What's, who's to say that we can't just suddenly end the podcast no, I think you're by right. By saying goodnight, everybody, and turn well, the sw- switch off. I think that you are, you know, you're right. You're right. Because it's... What would you consider the best ending you've ever had on What you're show? saying to do. What you're saying to do. Just find a natural ending to this show. Well, just, just to be who we are. It, doesn't, it starts light and gentle. Let's go out on an airy, fluffy way. I feel better already. I do, too. Oh, my God. Do you remember we talked about when we listened to that brilliant child, which I will know his name in post? You've heard it already? The person who sent it in, you mean? Or the kid's name? The kid's name. I don't know the kid's name. Who sent it in? Uh, Joe. Joe, you... A listener, not Jingle Joe. I know. Jingle Joe. Thanks for your fun stuff today. And I feel as light as I did when I listened to that kid. Tom, thank you. Thank you, Todd. Oh, my God. I feel bad. I want to... I want to honestly apologize to you guys. That's not this energy I want in the room when I do a podcast, yelling at people. I was yelling. You know, who I was yelling at. You know who I was most angry at? Todd Glass. Thank you. Apology accepted. When you're able to look at it from the empathy that you just looked at it from, but you guys say there's no doubt you paid the price for it. But just my neuroses cannot spill out as other people's horror. Take control of your life. And I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, and I'm not proud of myself for apologizing, if you want to know. You know what I'd be apologizing for? I'm apologizing. I hope you accept it. But I don't want you to accept it fully until you watch me make it happen. If I do the same type of thing in a month, it's unexcusable. So I'm giving you an apology, but you know what I want you to accept it? Six months from now, you can give me credit. Not because I go one day being a human being. And by the way, although I'm sort of foreshadowing this scene in a movie right now. I don't believe I'm this bad, but it does say a message what I'm saying right now. What I'm saying is true. In the bit, I'm over-apologizing for what I did for a fake situation, but this thing deals and happens or happens in real life. People that say, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't treat you like that. Hey, you say it, right? And then you don't get credit for it. You give it six months, a year, be that person. You know, some of these people, they apologize. I picture assistants that have their bosses be mean to them. Hey, I'm sorry, I got a little. I had a lot on my mind lately, and then they go back to being a dick or a fucking piece of shit. Is it sh- possible that you could find that connection you're talking about that gives that That's, sense of heaven on earth by uh, just letting this airy music play? And- yes. Tom, I want to do the most important thing as we say goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. What you do for me, you're like an, uh, my. if I had my own private energy guy. You know, to get me into a good place. I want to thank Barry for stopping by, who wrote me a nice tweet once. No, a a text message. Nicest text message I ever got. I'm not going to tell you what it is, though. But to George Carlin, it was a very nice text. I know he has kindness in him. See, I said to George Carlin, that means I'm not lying. Keaton, always a fun, fun... You know, it's like like, uh, Tom said before the show. He goes, Keaton is what a good energy. Did you say that? No, but I was thinking it. That's that. That was Confucius. <laughs> that was Confucius. Confucius. Confusedish. We'll all have our five Confucius jokes next week. And 
pleasant journeys, everybody. You didn't say thanks to me. Who had his own Chris, mic. Oh, you're would welcome. you listen? Chris with his mic. You're welcome. Chris, what you do here every week can only inspire. The magic of the music. You steer this show from right to left. And it's and nothing to be scoffed one at. One last thing. Let's not forget about Eric, who's not here today. Yes. Eric, if you're listening, we mentioned you. Fine. We're, we're with you. Got a call from Jerry Seinfeld. I know where Eric is. <laughs> call me later. Oh. He hung up. Should we call him back? It's. I'm kind of worried. No, I'll call him off the air. Okay. Well, everybody, uh, that that is it. That is it. We know. Don't you think we know when you're not ready to say goodbye? Shut the fuck up. Come on. Sometimes you take a little extra time. We know. Are you impressed? That's right. We're here with you. I just wanted to say again, what a, what a fun bunch today. It was fun today, right? I got a little silly sometimes. It was good. Chris, I want you yes. to have a minute... To express yourself, I never really turn the mic over to you fully. So, but try not to do a parody of this. Try to really say what's on your mind. How did it feel having the power mm. of the mic? I mean, I don't know. You're uncomfortable with it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I should. You go. don't want the mic next week. I don't like the spotlight. Like I've gotten so many negative tweets, and this hasn't even come out yet. That's, <laughs> and that's just really discerning for me that they know that I have this power, and they haven't even heard what I have no, to say. No, I think you do. I think to uh, tell you the truth, you you um you've been yeah. great with the mic. No, I really haven't, Todd. No, no, no. I th- you really. really you have been doing a great job. Seriously, I as don't we go to close. Think you're right. No, I'm. You no, did, you did, I, when let, I had listen, anything to say, this is the problem that you don't know when to stop. You did a great job. You're right. I don't know when to stop. We're but, still but, having this fucking conversation. All right, this is not going to end the show. Well, you, you, I it's think it's not not going to end why the can't show. You take a compliment. You did a great job. I've never been able to statistically. It runs in my family. It's <laughs> in my blood or genes, whichever part of the science. All right, so we've been through I, this before. How do I shut you up? You did a you did a bad job because you did you did a great job. Either weed or ice cream. <laughs> well, I'll like, buy you weed and ice cream if you if you. Then if you, we can end this. Yeah, right you now. did a shitty job. But I, you're right. I'm, I'm agreeing. No, the problem was specifically every time I had something to say, it was horrible. Yes, right. I'm agreeing. It was horrible. I'm agreeing. It was just horrible. I'm agreeing. Thank you for agreeing. All right, so so don't be mad at yourself anymore. I don't know what else to be mad at myself about, but I'm. Well, this is an furious. illness that you have that you're mad that you can't be mad at yourself. You know why you're not mad at yourself? See, here I go to protecting him again because you're not you're mad at yourself. You didn't do anything wrong. That's why you don't know what to be mad at because you did a great job. You had your mic. You were awesome. I have clinical anger with myself disease. <laughs> it's- well, now you're just making up a problem. C A W M S clinical yes. anger with myself disease. Well, everybody. Call- You like Confucius. You're going to love Confused. That was a sinker. The first half of that bit was good. You're going to talking about it on the show. You liked Confucius. You're going to love Confused-ish. Can I get some music?
You're going to, you like Confucius. You like Confucius. You're going to love Confused-ish. All right, everybody, that is the show. You've got to bow to the universe when it's all that you can do. Bow to the universe when it tells you what to do. When the change, when the when the change is gone and plans fall through, and there ain't a single thing that you can do, you gotta bow to the universe. It's got brand new plans for you. Everybody, that is our show today. We want to thank you. I want to thank Barry. I want to thank Tom Martin, Chris Burden, the always fun and energetic Keaton, ladies and gentlemen. Tom, I'm going to give you the last words. I get the last words? Yes, you do. You're going to edit this out, aren't you? I would never do it to you. All right. Well, my last words are this. I just want to say... Oh, I have a son and a daughter. I would never do that to you, and Tom. Those are my last words. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.